Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Here we go. TD Podcast back. Uh, we're without Mac today. We got K. Morgan B in the building. What's up, fellas? What's up, What's up man? Uh, still a little foggy. Me and K. Morgan in Vegas this weekend. Um, <laughs> got home yesterday. We were there for Sunday football. We're able to watch all those games in Sportsbook and have a good little weekend with it. Um, that was a fantastic Sportsbook. First yeah. time I'd been at the Red Rock. Yeah. Really solid yeah, Sportsbook. Yeah, that, that picture you guys put up, looked, it looked fun. Station awesome. Casinos, man. Station Casinos, cheap tables and... Uh, really good sports books, but uh, yeah, we had a good time. We were able to kind of digest all the games at once, um, <laughs> positively and negatively. Yeah. You could say, yeah, looking <laughs> at each other, just burning tickets. Well, a lot mean, of negative for me. Yeah, I mean, I know we're probably gonna get into this game in a minute, but the Las Vegas Raiders win while we're in, in Vegas, Vegas against the Chiefs. They were Chiefs were a minus, you know, eleven hundred favorite going into yeah. that game. I mean, and it was, I mean, it was really cool. To experience, you know, Raiders win in Vegas, in Vegas over yeah. such a big, you know, underdog yeah. game for them. So, I mean, that part was pretty sweet, but I don't know why I would bet against the Raiders in Vegas. Yeah. That was my text. Like, what am I doing? Um, it, was, it was a fun experience. But the Chiefs were a lock. <laughs> they were a lock. <laughs> that was, I know that was my lock, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into it. it. Yeah. So, um, really quick, we're going to do drink of the day. We, I was just thinking, we forgot to mention our drink of the day last Last week, uh, we had the Cali yeah, Premiums. We, we didn't it. even talk about Dude, it. My, my favorite beer, yeah. we forgot to talk about it. Talk about it. But this week, we got the Corona Premiers, the 90 calories, 2.6 gram carbs Corona. <laughs> I don't know. They're fine. Tastes they're, fine to me. They're okay. No, they're, they just don't have that extra juice, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Corona Extra is always the go-to. <laughs> like, like, honestly, yeah. like I'm a big Corona person. Like The Premiers just don't have a that flat. extra juice. Yeah. It tastes kind of like a flat beer. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. fine. We can use a little less carbs after the weekend we had and the sure. amount of alcohol we consumed well, that, yeah i mean we had a up and down gambling day you could say very up and very down at times hey how about this though me and k morg wit- witnessed a lady hit a jackpot on ultimate texas hold'em for yeah. eighty-seven thousand dollars in front of our face in front that's of our gotta face. be ins- what'd she do what was her reaction she was just she, like, it was she, like a very like calm so, environment at one point and then it was like oh my god Oh my god! Yeah, and like, like once escalated. like the realization was happening, it just and everyone was at the table was like, "Holy shit!" Like it was actually like kind of crazy to be around that experience. It was. She jumped up and started like. Yeah, then she started losing her mind. Losing her mind. Everyone at the table gets a thousand dollars when you hit a jackpot. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um. And also a fun fact I learned from Vegas. Do you realize there's two different size roulette balls? Yeah. And you can request to change a ball to uh-huh. get a bigger or smaller ball. What? So we're playing roulette, and it's me <laughs> and Kay Morg. No, 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 yeah, 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 I'll explain it. So me and Kay Morg are playing roulette, and you know we're just having a good time. Whatever. This guy comes, boom, boom, drops like three hundred dollars. Puts them all on numbers. Loses. He's betting big on numbers. Yeah, he like, wants to yeah. win big. He's yeah. probably betting like twenty five bucks on a number. Yeah, okay. And he's so betting three hundred dollars inside, inside every single time. inside every time. So wow, he's laying yeah. fat. So he loses. Puts another 200 down. Um, loses. He, goes, he starts bitching about starts the ball. bitching about the ball. Like, we need, hey, we had that ball's too small, man. It's bouncing around in there. We need the big ball. And I'm like, me and Kevin look at each other like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we need the big ball. And then the, 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 the dealer's like, only if they're okay with this. He's like, yeah, grab the pit boss. Pit boss comes over. He's like, Pit boss knows me. Pit they boss know knows me. me. Yeah, I'm a regular. <laughs> so the pit boss comes over and he's like, you guys good with it? We're like, 
Yeah. <laughs> so then they put I'm it down. Tell this degenerate no. They put it down on the table. One looks like a marble dude, and another one looks like two sizes big. And yeah, it's, it's a bigger it's ball. A bigger ball. What? And you can request size. it. So I guess it bounces less. He thinks, yeah, he was saying like it's going to hit once or twice and it's going to go bam gonna right stick. into it. Yeah, it's going to stick where the other one's going to bounce around a little more. But huh. the funniest part is, so he puts down another 300 on the table or whatever it is or 500. He put, yeah, I think he got big when it, the bigger ball came out. He's like, watch, it. watch. Loses it immediately. Yeah. Loses it, walks in and goes, have a good day. Have a good day, Like fellas. $600 in three rolls. <laughs> Literally three seconds. It was like, it was crazy, but... Um, That's a degenerate. It was. Yeah, so we saw some degenerate stuff this weekend um, in Vegas. But, yeah, it was a good time. Um, I want to get into the weekend of sports really quick. Tip your caps to uh, the Lakers winning the NBA Finals. Yeah, Uh, that's another cool thing, you know, when seeing an NBA final championship in Vegas. Yeah, we saw the bubble championship. We'll always remember that. A lot of excitement there. The bubble Um, championship. LeBron's fourth ring will always go down as the bubble championship. Bubble championship. So, So, shout out to Lakers for winning that. the gender of the week, Tommy Pham. Uh, Do you guys see the story over the weekend? No. Uh, Tommy Pham, center fielder for the Padres. Um, they get eliminated uh, from the playoffs by the Dodgers. They get swept. He goes to the strip club, refuses to pay in the back room, and the VIP gets stabbed three times in San Diego last night. So uh, Who did he get stabbed by? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Wait, why? What do you mean he didn't pay? He just went back there? Apparently, the story is he didn't pay, and then someone, I don't know who stabbed him. They don't know. That, that's allegedly the story. All we know is Tommy Pham was at a nightclub and got stabbed. That's all we know. Someone so, probably was like, hey, this is Tommy Pham. He's got strip he has club or nightclub? They're not saying. <laughs> I have an inside source that was on scene. Oh, really? Yes. That said it was a strip club and he didn't pay a stripper. And I don't know if the stripper stabbed him or someone. I doubt the stripper stabbed him. <laughs> I don't the think so. The stripper just starts gutting his <laughs> yeah, ass. She's, he's is fine. he okay? She's, she's fine. She's okay. literally naked. She doesn't have so like a shank on her. So he's fine. That's wild. That's a good degenerate story. What the though. hell, degenerate of the week? Other other championship that actually went down on Sunday morning. Rafael Nadal um, takes down Djokovic again. Wow! Did it, I mean, dominant performance, three sets in the impressive. French Open. So impressive. Yeah, um, didn't drop a set the entire the entire French Open. So completely dominant performance. Um, is he uh, the goat? No, I mean personally, Federal. I still think Federer is. Yeah. This is individually though. This is how dominant Nadal's been. He hasn't lost a French Open in his entire career of playing there. I believe I'm pretty. I'm like I'm like ninety wow. percent sure. Like Djokovic, I don't believe has a French Open, but yeah. I know Federer does. But I don't think he did because I don't think Nadal was either healthy or didn't play that one. Yeah, for unrelated reasons. But he didn't beat him. Nadal is so dominant on clay. It's the biggest lock of betting. Yeah, and yeah, I hammered on, it and I won on clay. Um, That's so. Legit. We had a bunch of games this weekend. I mean, we had some huge college football matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start with that um, in the college football. So, Kay Moore, give us a little bit of a recap of what went down over the weekend, um, and let's talk about it. Yeah, so biggest game on Saturday that we you know really highlighted last week was um, 7 Miami versus number 1 Clemson. So that was the yeah. biggest matchup. It was the game day matchup. Um, Clemson rolled as, as we all kind of predicted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. um, I kind of thought that. Yeah, yeah, and it it just kind of showed the dominance of Clemson. Like in a lot of ways, I'm watching the game and I see you know good things from Miami, but at the end of the day, my, just they Clemson's just, just too physical. Yeah. They they forced Derek King to throw the ball downfield. They sacked him. I can't even count how many times. 
Um, they were all over the run yeah. game. For Miami was running all over teams. They're running. They had two running backs that were solid. Derek King, obviously a scrambling quarterback, was great. But they just absolutely forced him to throw the ball, and he couldn't. And he made mistakes. Unfortunately, he's still. You know, Miami's still a good team. They still are going to play North Carolina tough, and uh, you know they yeah, might they run will. the table the rest they of the way. They might get back and play them again. They yeah. might. They might play them again. But at the end of the day, it's just. But what's, it's yeah, it's just Clemson. And that's the biggest storyline. And that's my kind of I don't know. It's not my beef. It's not my beef with the ACC is like, are they good if you take Clemson out? Like, it's just such a different level that Clemson raises the whole conference, which I understand. But like, I think the, they are. The, the and Miami's so, a really good football team. It's the same. It's the same argument for the other conferences though, too. Right. Like Ohio State is in another league. From that conference, uh, but I, I mean Georgia, got, Bama, and the rest. Well, I wouldn't the put thing. I wouldn't put the Big Ten in that scenario. I would put like the Big Twelve is kind of like what I'm thinking. Oklahoma of. Oklahoma at the top, typically. Yeah, and then the rest. typically, yeah, yeah. I mean, but even then, it's like I mean, we see, talked I about just, that in the preseason. What I'm trying after to, Oklahoma, we didn't really have we had ten dark horses instead of like you know some locks down there at second place. What I'm trying to get to is just I. I'm not a big believer in the ACC. That's just where it comes down to. See, that's where I think you're wrong because those middle-of-the-pack ACC teams are better than the middle-of-the-pack SEC yeah. teams. I, I, that's like, where I, I agree with do. you. Because like Miami my, will beat, let's just say, Tennessee. But, They'll beat Tennessee. Yeah. So that's, not, that's not the argument because Miami is a top half of the ACC, not a middle of the No, but you just said it's Clemson and the rest, though. Yeah, but That's it is. But, but you can't just say Clemson and then the rest middle tier. There's still an upper tier of the middle tier. You know what I mean? So like, you're saying the very bottom of it is terrible then? No, I think – but I think all through the – throughout after Clemson is not very good. I think they're – they're very average football teams. But that's what I'm saying. Miami is still legit. They have Miami, North Carolina. North Carolina is beating teams. North Carolina is a good team. They're Notre Dame's in the top but ten right now. But North Carolina is not going into an SEC team. And gonna, I mean, no, they no. will. They Notre, would beat Tennessee. Notre Dame being in I don't the think ACC they beat this year. Tennessee's okay. They don't beat Tennessee. They don't beat Georgia. They don't but beat Georgia's Auburn. The Georgia's is okay. They beat Auburn. The I guarantee you they beat Auburn. I don't think they beat Auburn. Who, I think, North Carolina? Yeah, I don't think North Carolina beats Auburn. So then Arkansas beats North Carolina. Arkansas barely lost. No, no way! I, I, it's just a, no it's way. a different level. Look, yeah, I, look at look at the previous bowl games last year. The ACC does better than the SEC I, every single I year. I think in the you bowl. just need to give Clemson the pedestal instead of trying to that's what I'm saying. Downgrade the ACC. Hundred yeah. percent. That's like, what I'm Clemson saying. Clemson produces starters in the NFL. Right. A, you know, half dozen every year starters. Like Tanner Muse is playing really good for the. The, the Raiders, Raiders. Yeah, he was a fifth round pick. Like they just produce players all over the board. But everyone produces players. I mean, but not like Clemson. Clemson the last four, four or five years has been absolutely dominant in the NFL draft, in college football. They just they're so, destroying I mean, so, outside. Of even Trevor Lawrence wasn't even their quarterback. Deshaun Watson was. He's a first round quarterback. But every every like, conference has has a Clemson pretty the most part. Oh, power fives. You know, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU. But we're just saying Oklahoma. at this at this time at this point they're just that good where you shouldn't down i don't think you should downgrade miami at all well this here here's what it is to me i mean we'll, we'll move on but i think you know the what i what i think about is when i see the gap between clemson and the rest of the acc is magnificent but then you look at the other conference i don't see that gap from the very top team and the rest of the conference i mean ohio state's up there but then you got penn state who gives them a run every other year wisconsin solid um you know, obviously now Michigan hasn't been competitive in years, but there's other teams that, you know, find a way to kind of push them year in and year out. We're the same as SEC. You got Bama or LSU. You got, you know what I mean, Georgia. 
the Big 12, you can kind of make the argument too. And that's kind of what my, my beef with the Big 12 is Oklahoma and then the rest. But that I think that just the gap is too big that they need to be more competitive for me with I, Clemson. I think I get what you're saying. I just think maybe the term should be there's more of a variance in the SEC and maybe the Big Ten than there is in the ACC. Like, but I just don't believe that the ACC, the rest of the teams are that bad. I with B where I think the Clemson is just so good. Like the SEC will have like a Kirby Smart hire and then Georgia will be elite and they'll get top recruits for a little bit. And then Ed Ogeron at LSU will get top recruits for a little bit because he's a new hire. Right. So I think I think there's a variance at times in the other conferences where well, Dabo dude, Sweeney is such a staple of that side of the country and his recruiting prowess right now is so strong. North Carolina, Syracuse, like they're not stealing players from no, Clemson. No, ever. no. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. LSU steal players from Bama all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. and so that's so, kind of my beef like, with the rest of the conference. But it's it, it's not a beef with the rest of the conference. It's just it's just Clemson's that good. Because Miami is still good. Miami uh, Manny Diaz is still doing a great job. Mac Brown at, you know, who won a national championship. Um well, excuse me, actually, he didn't win. Oh, he did win a national championship with Vince Young at yeah, Texas. Sorry, yeah, he lost yeah. with Colt McCoy. But he did win a national championship before. Now he's at North Carolina. They have the number one recruiting class going into this year. And then next year, they're in the top ten right now. So they're bringing those guys in. Yes, they're not. Are they going to compete with Clemson this year? Maybe not. Probably Maybe not. next year we'll see after Trevor Lawrence leaves. But, but then they have DJ. But like, Yeah, of course. Just, but Clemson is rebuilding constantly, and I get yeah. that. And that's kind of what – but Bama was doing that for a couple years, yeah. too. Yeah. So, but I but, do think – But here's – this is the last thing. We'll we'll move on. But when Bama was doing that, it was like Bama was doing it not only in their conference, but no one in the country was competing with them. Whereas no one is even coming close to competing with Clemson in the conference, but they're not winning national championships every year. They're going to the playoffs every year, but there's teams that are as good as them every year in the college football playoffs. So then was your point a couple years ago that it was just Bama and then everyone else sucked in college football? No, I thought when you when we say – Bama You're saying was there was so much zero better. variance in yeah. college football. Well, I just think when we say I, Bama was so much better that year, whereas Clemson is so much better in their conference, but not necessarily the best team in college football, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, just think, I mean, my biggest point right now is it's, it's like this every year, though, at the end of the day. There's the top two teams in each conference, and then, yeah. you know, there's that middle ground. It's just like that every year. I just think Clemson proved that they are just – so much better yes. than the rest right now. That's yeah. that's all that's proved. But I think the SEC is very similar. Did Ole Miss come close to Bama? We'll get into that game in a minute. Yeah, they did. But again, we talk about laying an egg. Um, Saban said some things about Kiffin that may or not be true. But um, I still don't think that. the SEC is as competitive um, as you think it is, though. No, I don't I, think I, Auburn is no. a competitive team this year with Bama. I don't think... Um, Arkansas is okay this year. Maybe they're a little better than they were before, but they're not going to compete with the big dogs. Georgia's still at the top, but and then it's the rest. Georgia just ended up overwhelming Tennessee at the end of that game. Florida's a good team. They they laid an egg and they lost, but they're they would be they have a good offense. Their defense is terrible. No one's playing defense right now. Not no one in the country is playing defense. They're playing, some teams are playing better defense. Georgia, yeah, Florida's Georgia, playing. Georgia is. Georgia's but, playing yeah, great defense. Georgia. Clemson's playing defense. Yeah. The better team. So, but okay, understandable. Um, going into the other big game that we talked about, Georgia Tennessee. I already mentioned it, but Georgia just second half of that game just overwhelmed Tennessee. I mean, um, Garantano, the quarterback for Tennessee, couldn't get a ball off. He was just getting absolutely. It wasn't even like blitz packages by Georgia. It was just a four man front, yeah. absolute just better dominance, athletes. just better. better. And the funny thing is, Tex or Tennessee's offensive line is supposed to be pretty good. They have a transfer from Georgia, Cade Mays, 
that's playing tackle for them. Who's you know was a five star guy, and the, but just yeah, George's jo- line was George's just D line is turning heads. No, they're dominant. They're playing really good. But um, Tennessee was you know competitive for the first half. Second half they ended up just getting overwhelmed. I think Stetson Bennett didn't look great. So I think that's going to be a preview of what's to come next week. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll see. Um, so that was obviously the biggest game. Um, moving forward, uh, Bama shootout with um, Ole Miss. So what a very game. close game. Yeah, over not, 100 points scored. Not a Crazy. typical Bama defense. Jeez no. Louise. Uh, it hasn't been like that this year. Not yeah, at all. Not last no. year either. So, um, But absolute shootout. I mean, yeah. people thought this was going to be a lock. Um, I thought the weather was going to play a little bit more of a factor. The weather actually held up, but the yeah. score was just absolutely incredible. 60-plus from Bama, 50-plus from Ole Miss. Couldn't stop um, it. Absolutely incredible. So, Harris, um, an absolute monster. Harris with five touches? Five touches. God damn. But Mac Jones still looks impressive. That yeah. Bama offense is rolling. A um, couple comments made by Saban after the game that were a little, like, like he's making excuses, and I kind of it's kind of his M.O. lately, and I don't really like it. So he basically was claiming that, um, Kiffin and his staff were kind of picking some of their play calls and things like that. Oh, I didn't because hear of, that. Because of the previous, um, you know, experience they coached together at a time. So he was kind of, um, he didn't exactly say it, but he was kind of implying it. He's kind of saying that, like, he was able to score. Yeah. Because he, he knew exactly what was being ran. Mm-hmm, exactly. So um, I just. Uh, Change it. If like, you know that Kiffin right. knows that, like if Kiffin knows all that, it. you're playing old Miss. That's this week, not an excuse. Throw, and, throw a curveball. And at that's him. my thing with Saban, and he did this a couple years back. So they lost. Um, I want to say the national championship was a couple years ago. I don't know if it was the Trevor Lawrence one, but I remember him saying like, "Oh, you know what? We lost because the uh, um, oh the Mel Kiper released his top ten um, draft projections the week before, oh, and our yeah. team wasn't exactly in the national championship game. They were thinking ahead. They weren't. They didn't even care about the national. It, that championship. was that was the Deshaun Watson win. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. So it was that. the Deshaun Watson. It was another yeah. excuse. And then um, a couple years back, when they were really strong, um, when they had. Uh, um, the safety for the uh, Giants or the Redskins, Giants, what's his name? Landon Collins. Landon Collins, absolute stud. Like they had a really strong team, but they lost um, the Iron Bowl the week pr- uh, prior with the big play with Nick Marshall, yeah. that whole game. And then they lose to Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl um, the next game with Trevor Knight at QB. And the, like, the, you know, Saban talked about it. Like, this was a consolation game. You know, we didn't even, you know, it wasn't the national championship. We didn't even care about it. We didn't, just, you know, it's just like, why are you yeah. making excuses, man? Like, just give Lane Kiffin his credit. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I'm not even a Lane Kiffin guy, but at the end of the day, like his team was no should have been on the same league with that Bama team. Saban, you're the goat of college football coaching wise. Like, just, you don't need all this. You don't. You don't yeah. need to make excuses for your team. You know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. Ole Miss played their asses off. You know what I mean? They. They did. Kiffin they did. Hats off to Kiffin. He prepared his offense for that team. He made plays. He made things happen for that team. So, um, hats off to him. I just, I just don't like. Like Saban, like I say, he makes excuses at times, and I just like you have such a great team and such a great program. Just be that great program. Just yeah. I know just do they, it. they laid an egg on defense this week, but I still, I still think they beat Georgia. Okay, we'll talk about that. And I have Georgia winning. I had you I had Georgia winning. You but do. I don't unless Georgia makes a quarterback change. He, Bennett's not the guy. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Um, last last recap before we get into next week is um, Florida and LSU go down. So LSU now have lost two games where. They were heavy, heavy favorites. Um, graveyard. LSU's in your graveyard. Uh, just how high I was on him. Yeah. Uh, at LSU in general, and and Brandon just 
Yeah, so. So, well, let's talk about it. I'm br- is it, it's brutal. It's one of three factors. Is it new personnel, players aren't as good? Is it a loss of Joe Brady? Or is it loss of Joe Burrow? Or a combination? Yeah. I guess what, the one and three I mean, kind of go with each other. Yeah, I mean, but, it's obviously the combination. Like, no one's going to put up, you know, Burrow statistics. I was crazy to even think he would come close to what Burrow did uh, last year. But Joe Brady, huge loss. But that's not even their problem. Their problem is they can't defend a, a wide receiver to save their life. And they, they lost so many players on defense. Well, that's my point is they lost they lost their entire team. Yeah. They literally lost their entire team. They lost like 20, literally like over 20 yeah. starters with the exception of Stingley and Chase. And Chase isn't even playing. And Stingley was sick on their first loss. So it's a completely new team. They lost both of their offensive and defensive coordinators. So um, it's a combination of a million things. So um, this just isn't going to be their year. Like at the end of the day, this just isn't going to be yeah. the year. They need to just get what they can out of their team, reevaluate what they're going to do, and then just, you know, make sure we're just dialed in on recruiting. But I do, I, I, one positive note, I do think Miles Brandon will be really good next year. No, he's putting up phenomenal. Yeah. The offense he's is the still, problem. No, like yeah, he still, he still looks really good. Terrence He'll, Marshall for LSU, their, you know, the re- returning receiver, he was kind of like a three or four last year. Yeah. He's putting up some crazy numbers. He's got like seven touchdowns in yeah. three games. Uh, yeah, he's so, not the problem. No, it's it's not the offense. It's that it's the defense really needs some work. But um, the other one is Florida. Obviously lost, you know, they were number four last week. They lo- they go down to Texas A&M. It's Mac's um, team. Really, Mac the- really big win. Um, by Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M team. I kind of knew Texas A&M had this within them. Um, yeah, I was high on them preseason. Kellen yeah, Mond was my guy. Kellen Mond, but he looked great. He made Finally, all the right decisions. He looked like shit I against Bama. I thought they were before. so shitty against Vanderbilt that like there's no shot they beat Florida. That's well, how I felt. They're an older team, and they, they had that. They showed that maturity of yeah. bouncing back after a tough sure. game. And, like and that. that's why I thought they would have a better performance against Bama because they are the much more Me mature too. team. Agree. Yeah. So I actually took them plus 18 against Bama because I thought that they were, and then they just absolutely got killed. And then they go into this Florida game. I'm thinking maybe they're not as good as we thought. Are they going to show up? Um, the biggest thing though, I think, I don't know if it was in my opinion at the end of the day, I, I do think Texas AM is a good team. They're a middle of the pack, um, kind of top 25. I don't think they end up in the top 10. I think they'll probably, end up in the 15 range they're, yeah. they're okay yeah. they're better than a lot yeah. of the other teams tennessees and things like that but um i just think florida's defense was so bad they didn't they didn't yeah. stop anything they got they have one they got one uh fumble that was like their only turnover other than that i literally don't remember them stopping them or making i don't i don't think so i don't know I, if they did because i i i watch you know a majority of the game was flip-flopping channels yeah. but trash trash still looked very good yeah, like their offense did. is good it's just Texas A&M did something I, I didn't expect them to do. It was just not be soft. They they looked they looked unbelievable. They on out they out physicaled Florida on the defensive line, and Florida is known for a strong D yeah. line and a strong defense, and they have great corners and you know CJ Henderson. They always produce corners. Carlos Dunlaps and they're you know Kale Spikes back in the middle linebackers. So and they just got out. They just they were the uh, A&M was more physical on the offensive side of the ball when Surprising. they were they ran the ball down their throat Surprising. constantly. The second, the, the, the second half they changed up their kind of game plan uh, and started berserk. running like the ball. The running back for A&M went berserk. I like him. I don't remember his name. Twenty eight, but he had a good game. <laughs> I think it's Spillman. Yeah. Spiller. Spiller. Spiller? Yeah. I didn't yeah. want to say Spiller because I was thinking CJ Spiller in my yeah. head, but is it Spiller? I, I think Spiller it's Spiller. Spiller. Something like that. Either way, he went off. Um, like, But Kyle Trask looked good, and I think what Jimbo Fisher, Fisher did a great job of in that game, too, is Kyle Pitts in the second half, I don't think, caught a ball. 
their star tight end. Six six. He had a great adjustment. He had a touchdown on the opening drive, and then I think he might have had one or two more catches in that first half. And in the second half, he was shut down. And they completely eliminated him from the game. Made Kyle Trask do other things. And granted, you know, Florida, you know, went up and down the field, scored at times, but the AM defense did enough to just give yep. you know Kellen Mond and that offense enough points to win at the end of the day. Right. So, Agreed. Um, but Florida goes down. We'll see how they can rebound the next week. They're still playing a big game, LSU this week. Obviously, I think they'll bounce back because LSU. Five COVID cases today. They might just postpone. That the game. is true. I did see that. Yeah, so, that, that might not be a thing this week. But we'll see what happens to Florida. It's kind of yeah. up in there. If if they don't fix that defense, I I don't think they when they don't do it. I agree. Yeah, they they got ran all over, and the top teams in the NCAA are are running football teams right, for the right. most part. So. That's the recap. Moving forward to this week, we already talked about it, but number three, Georgia, at number two, Bama. Bama's a six-point favorite. Um, obviously, this game is really going to determine, you know, the SEC championship and then also ultimately the playoffs. So who do you guys like here? How do you guys feel about this game? She, Because, I mean, well, let me correct me if I'm wrong, but both of you have Georgia in the playoff, and yes. I, I think you said in the final we, you both have Georgia-Clemson. We we do. Yeah. Both and I, me and, and I had have Clemson. Georgia upsetting Bama to play Clemson. Yeah, and I had Clemson-Bama, and this is before Ohio State kind of came yeah. in the mix, but um, that's still what I had before. But So, therefore, I believe Bama early, and then you guys believe Georgia early. What are you guys' feelings now after, after I, five weeks? I think Georgia loses this game and still makes it to the college football playoff. There'll be one loss. They won't be an SEC. Oh, they might be an SEC championship. They have to beat them then because they'll win the East. They'll, they'll have to be. They'll have to. They'll beat, have to run the table, to, obviously, yeah, and they'll have, they'll have the to table. beat Florida. So I just, I don't know. I, I think Bama's going to figure it out on defense. They're going to make the adjustments. They, they're embarrassed from all the points they get to Ole Miss. Georgia's offense is not as good as Ole Miss's offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bama's going to be able to score. I think I think they're gonna be able to put up. They won't put up as many points. It won't be a shootout, but I think they're gonna score enough. And I don't think Georgia's gonna be able to keep up on the offensive side with Bama offensively. Um, Jones is playing really well. Um, they got weapons. Really Najee Harris is legit. Um, I actually think he doesn't have a big game. I think they're gonna make Jones try to beat him. Um, but I just, I think they're gonna score enough to win. I don't think Georgia's gonna be able to keep up. Georgia looked like shit in the first half. They did. Um, and, you know, Tennessee had a good game plan, and like I said, they pulled away late. But um, I, I went with Georgia early, but I'm, I'm kind of going to switch it up. I got, I got to go with Bama. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm with CY. I do think a determining factor is Mac Jones. He's playing really well. Georgia give, is giving up 38 yards rushing per game. Yeah. And it's a he, physical front. We talked about it. Yeah. They're, they're be really impressive. So I, I think they they stack the box. They force Harris, who's got 10 touchdowns in four games. The guy's going touchdowns. berserk. Mac, Mac Jones has um, eight with over 1,000 yards already. Yeah. So I, I really think they forced Sabin and Mac Jones to, to beat him in the air, which they had the receiving core to do it. So mm-hmm. – um, I don't. I don't. Would I don't think I would take minus six. I re, I'm really high on Georgia still, but yeah. Bama just looks like the better football team, and I do think they could eventually. I think they're embarrassed defensively, and I think they figure it out. Okay. I'm with Bama. I think when you look at both of these teams on paper, Georgia's number one in defensive efficiency. Yeah. Alabama's number one in offensive efficiency. Bama has the most yards per game and points scored right now. You know per game. Georgia's got the number one defense on points allowed per game right now. Like it is on paper, the game, the story of the game is going to be 
you know, can Georgia's defense stop Alabama's offense? You know, yeah. Yeah. that's that's oh, going to yeah. be the toughest matchup of the game. Yes. But I, th- I, but what I think is, we understand that's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. That's going to go both ways throughout the game. But I think it's the other side of the ball. Can can Georgia's offense score on Bama's defense? Bama's defense obviously is not very good. We've seen it. they just put give up fifty plus to Ole Miss. But is it good enough to stop Stetson Bennett, who we saw last week? Didn't look very sharp. Didn't look very clean against Tennessee for the most part. He looked, you know, okay. He didn't turn over but, the ball. I mean, but he's getting the nod this game for sure. No, he's getting the nod. He's going to yeah. get the start. Do, you, I, do we see Daniels at halftime? So if you they thought are, we're going to see, you thought we we're going to see Daniels at halftime. I did last week because yeah. Georgia was. Were they down three going to halftime? They got they got stopped yeah. at the goal line. Yes. Yeah. So they were down three going to halftime. I think I said okay. This is where we see Daniels. They're down. They need a playmaker. They need, they need a playmaker. It's move. a low-scoring game. They're going to need a spark on offense to get it going. Um, Kirby Smart stuck with his guns and just said, you know, we're going to be more physical than them and just end up, you know, beating them, you know, yeah. overall because we're the better team. And that's what ended up happening. Right. Stetson Bennett didn't do anything spectacular in the second half by any means. You know, he made his throws. He did the right thing. He, he did Stetson Bennett he, stuff. He played He played Jake Fromm football. Right. And I think this is, this is the game where I truly think – Georgia might be down 14 at halftime and then it's time for yeah. Daniels. I don't know if I don't know if that's how it's going to play out. Um I I personally I see I see Bama winning this game just because I do think they'll put up enough points on Georgia's defense and I just don't know. I'm with I'm with see why I think Bama makes some adjustments on defense right. to make Stetson yeah. Bennett consistently throw the ball, you know, on second down, on third down where they're going to lose maybe lose a yard because they're going to all out stop the run consistently first and second down and then they get into a third and ten situation where he has to throw the ball downfield he's not checking the ball down and things like that so and if you I, take away uh is it pickens you, george pickens if yeah. you take away pickens it's not a lot of weapons out there deep on on the deep routes yeah so so we'll see yeah it's it's gonna be a good game it's definitely gonna be some good sec ball um i see bama i actually like it minus six too oh any thought on that see why i yeah, I would take this minus six. Hmm. I like the points. I mean, I'm just I gotta stick with my my Georgia my picks. So I I want them to win. I don't think they will, but I I feel like they can close that gap. So here's the route for Georgia now. Let's say they go down in this game. They still have to win out their division, obviously, but then they still have to play Bama in the college football in yeah. the SEC championship. I don't think a two loss. I don't think a two loss. Obviously, both to Bama. Why yeah. put them in the playoff to play? Potentially Bama again. No, two losses. You have, to, you have to win that game. No, they they have to win this one and then lose to Bama at the end of the season, or Opposite. vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I think I think this route makes more sense for Bama if they lose this game. I think they have a better chance of recovering because I think their side of the division is a lot easier this year. Yeah, and I think they'll run the table. But because again, Florida's offense is still really good. They could surprise Georgia. You never know. But. Um, I just don't see a two-loss Georgia team making it. Right. If they lose this game and they lose the championship game, coming off a loss into the college football playoff, I don't think the committee sits on that very well. I agree. So with you. I agree. I think it's a tough. I think it's a tough route for them at, at the end of the day. And so, with that being said, I think there's one SEC team that makes the playoff now. Gotcha. Wow. Um, but that, obviously, a huge, huge game going to determine a lot of things for the college football outlook. Um, couple spreads I like going to this week. Number fourteen BYU. Five and a half point favorite versus Houston. Um, Houston's defense did not look great last week. Tulane was all over the field. Tulane was all over the field. It was a, it was a great game to watch. Total shootout. That was a shootout. Um, it was, was Houston's fun. first game, so um, they had a lot of COVID stuff going on and certain things. <laughs> um, obviously, on the practice facility side, so 
Um, they, you know, they didn't look very sharp. Um, BYU had a tough game against uh, UTSA San Antonio um, last week. I think they only won by I think like ten points. No, and it was less than that. Like seven. I think yeah. it was close. But um, BYU, regardless, I think they're sharp. I really like their quarterback. I think they definitely get the don- get the job done. Five and a half points on the road. Like yeah. that too. I'm with All right, you. number eight, Cincinnati, three point favorite versus Tulsa. Tulsa's playing good football. They they only lost they're to impressive. Oklahoma State. They only lost Oklahoma State by six points. Yeah, that was then they game. go and beat UCF this last week. Mm-hmm. That was a big upset. No, Tulsa's so, a good football team. Tulsa's a good football team. But three points, I personally think Cincinnati is a great football team. They beat Army by 20 you know, a couple weeks ago. So Army's a good team in their own right. I really like three points for Cincinnati. I, I love um, the coaching staff. I love the culture in Cincinnati. I said it last year. They were my team to bet yeah. on. I'm, I'm riding with you know Ritter, their quarterback this year. They did make they us. A, they made us a lot of money last year, and you're high on them. I I have a question for you. Sure. How far off is Cincy f- from making that playoff spot? I'll, I I have a note to okay. talk about that at the end of this episode. I love Cincy in this spot. I mean, three points. Yeah, they're Tulsa's not, good. Tulsa's good, but you, you have to go win an emotional game like they did against UCF last mm-hmm. week. They're not going to go in and beat another Cincinnati team. I would hammer this. I love Cincinnati here. Yeah, I love Cincinnati here too. So, um, all right. Duke versus NC State, five points. NC State coming off another big win. They upset Pitt the week before. Um, I had him this that last was week. Wild. Yeah, that was a that was a wild game. That yeah. was a wild game. That was two weeks ago. Um, I I had him last week. Um, taking on Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, hammered the money line. They got the job done. They actually beat Virginia very convincingly. If you watch that game, so I really like them. Five points. Duke. Um, coming off a pretty good win against Syracuse. Um, I like their quarterback. He's a transfer from um, Clemson. He did a good job. Yeah, he did. A good, he's done a good job at Duke. Like I said, I think they're an okay team, but I actually like NC State. I like their quarterback change. They switched it up week two. Um, I think they get the job five points. Duke off the snide last week. They beat Syracuse, like you said, for the first win. Good for them. I would stay away from this game. I don't, I don't trust either team really that much. But, yeah. Yeah, it's not a game I would bet on. <laughs> but, hey, K-Morg's hot. I had a good week last week, definitely. So, um Boston College, 11 points versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech coming off a loss. Um, I like Boston College. I've been saying it all year. They're kind of my underdog team. I took them again last year, money line, which was a huge win um, in overtime. So that was fantastic. Um, I like Boston College. I've been saying it all year. Their quarterback's great. It's a new head coach from Ohio State. Um, definitely changing the culture. They're smash mouth defensive. They almost beat UNC. UNC then blows out Virginia Tech. Yeah. So right. I like Boston College common here, opponents. 11 points for sure. Yeah, I like yeah, Boston College here. The, the common opponents there is, it's just facts. The only thing I, that would they, scare me good. potentially is, yeah, if Virginia Tech, um, their quarterback is really good, uh, and their running back Herbert's really good, um, if, if they end up overwhelming Boston College with points, but I don't really see that happening. Uh, Boston College is re- really good on the defensive front, so um, I like Boston College 11 points. So. Yep. Um, Alluding to what B said, so with the Georgia Bama question, yes, with the Georgia Bama game happening this week, we're gonna we're gonna find out who's gonna be in, who's gonna be on the playoff. I truly believe that winner of this game is gonna make the college football playoff. I I I see that happening. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I can see a route where that doesn't happen though, but potentially yes, if Georgia wins and then loses to Florida, or yes, let's just say. Georgia loses this game and then beats Bama in the champion SEC championship game. Yes. Something like that could happen. Yes, okay. Because that did happen. Because remember a couple years ago, LSU beat Bama 
in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then they met in the national championship, and then Bama Damn, beats LSU. So they, uh, we've seen crazier things happen, yeah, but I right. do I do believe one of these two teams is going to make it, given okay. the route, especially with Florida going down, because um, now I think Florida's effectively done too. Yeah, I think so, they're done. Um, so who who's the next team? And like I said, we've we've talked Ohio State. You we we I had this question I think last week before we all said we thought Georgia was going to be the second SEC team to get in. Is there another team now? I. It's, to me, it's too early because it's just weird. Like, the the Pac and the Big Ten haven't played a game yet. Mm, Mountain West yeah. haven't played a game. Would you say Mountain West has no shot? But They have no shot. But you're saying Cincinnati. Boise is going to make it? You never know. I mean, they run the table. You, then I, I just don't know. I think it's too early. If you had to say it right now, based on it, I think it's, like you said, Cincinnati. I think they're the only the one that could say they have a chance at it. Mm-hmm. But even there, I don't think they've played good enough teams. To mm-hmm. to get in there, so well, the, the wins have to early. be convincing. The wins have to be convincing. Out of out of the, you know, the power conferences now, um, I don't think anyone from the Big Twelve has a chance at this point. No, well, Iowa State maybe, but they have, they lost. They have a bad loss against the Raging Cajuns. They have, a, they have a bad loss. They have a bad loss. Raging still undefeated in their conference, which is great, but a bad loss early. You can recover in college football with a bad loss, but not in a short rest, season. But the rest of their conference is bad, which short hurts them too. Yeah. The rest of their conference is really bad, so that hurts them. Obviously, Oklahoma, Texas, another crazy game. But ACC, Notre Dame's gonna have to play Clemson twice. Notre Dame is not as physical as Clemson. You know, I'm a Notre Dame fan, but on paper, I think we're we're better than Miami. Maybe yeah. we cover 21 points or 14, whatever the spread was, but. Clemson's another league. They, if they take that second L, they're, they're yeah, and they're gonna have to play them twice. So that's an inevitable conclusion. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I just think they're the better team. Um, Wisconsin is gonna make a case. Penn State's gonna make a case, but I think Ohio State's the clear cut favorite, or, and it's the same path. Oregon. It's the same path. So then you get into the pack. Is Oregon? Is Arizona State? Which Arizona was CY's State. team? Do they do that with the seven wins? So that's the other conversation. CY, what do you think? Do you think that's playable for a playoff? To me, it is arguable. To me, if they if you run the table, go seven and zero, and then win a conference championship, and you win convincingly, mm-hmm. and you look like the eye test, and you, that's all it is. Comes down to me. If you pass the eye test, especially with the the Big Twelve, like kind of looking yeah, really I, bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think even this year. Yeah, we keep saying it like, who's that like small school is going to jump in? It, in this in this system, it'll never happen. One of those teams like Cincinnati, BYU, the Boise States, they will never get in a fourteen playoff until they expand it. Ever. Wow. Ever. This would be the year to expand it. And I would love it just for this season because of all of the madness. We, yeah. if but, we don't you, it, but don't you agree if there's an undefeated Cincinnati team and a one-loss Georgia? Yeah, but Georgia's not going to have one loss. But though. just for – okay, one-loss Florida. I mean, personally, I think Georgia's defense is terrible. but Or, I mean, Florida's defense. Well, but, but they're they're getting in but over yeah, Cincinnati. No, it just the, the depends. SCT SCC team is going to get in over Cincy. Yes, every time. And I think even I think a one loss. I think a one loss. Big Ten team would get over them as well. It's tough. It, it, it all you, depends on how convincing your wins are. I truly think if Cincinnati goes in and they just start running the table, blowing teams out like they have been, yeah. they beat Army convincingly no, they, by twenty-one points. They're good. They yeah, are they're very, a very good. good team. So I personally, they already have Cincinnati in the top ten. They're respecting them enough to say you're a top ten team. And I think that shows the playoff committee that, hey, the coaches poll has them in the top 10. The AP polls have them in the top 10. That is telling us that, hey, if you run the table, we're going to give you that conversation to get I in. I don't think so because when these other teams start playing and start winning, they're going to bump up. 
You go ahead of them. Well, yes. Ohio State's obviously going to be. Ohio I think they have Ohio State out. at like six. They put them yeah. in the rankings now. They have them at like six, which Ohio, is. Ohio State, they, Wisconsin, they, Did they Penn update State. the ra- rankings? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, they're updated now. Ohio State's six just because they haven't played a game. But they're but when the first game, they'll go to three. Or depending on what happens with yeah. the you know, Bama-Georgia game. but Yeah, they have Ohio State six and Cincinnati's eight right All now. All right. Throw, Penn so, State's at nine. They'll jump them automatically. I don't see. Um, I, I don't think so. I disagree. I just think because Penn State's going to have to lose. If, if Cincinnati goes undefeated, runs the table. Penn State's going to lose to Ohio State. Because at the end oh, of the day. A one-loss Penn State to Ohio State gets in over Cincinnati. No way. I would bet anything you want that a one-loss Penn State. No. That, no. That only loses to Ohio State is getting in over an undefeated Cincinnati. We've seen it. We've seen these teams get jumped. The SEC, but we haven't seen it with for that to happen. For Penn State to only lose one game, they are going to have to beat Wisconsin though on the other side. They're going to have. They play Indiana. They play Ohio State week two. Then they got Maryland, Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State. They don't even play Wisconsin this year. Oh yeah, okay, that's kind of an easy road. And they're getting in. If they lose Ohio State, they can easily run run the the table. table. And they're in. That's an easy. That is a really easy. And they're not getting in the championship game because Ohio State will play from that side of the comp. Yep. Wait, they don't play Michigan either. They play Michigan. They play Michigan. They're not losing Michigan. Michigan sucks. It's a shell. I don't even know why they're ranked again. (laughs) So, but that leads us. Yeah, that leads us to our next segment. That um, all I'm saying is before we move into our next segment, I. Personally, if Cincinnati runs the table, this is the year for a Cincinnati to make the playoff. I truly I would think love so. it. I, I would love to see I, it. I would too, but any I other year, see why any other year I agree with you. I'd say any other year it would make sense for a one loss Penn State. I just think this year with the madness of the bubbles of the NBAs yeah. and the college football playoffs and the different schedule changes we've already seen in the NFL and college football, I just think if it's gonna happen, this is the year, and I want to see some magic from Cincinnati. I would, I would love to see. I it. would love it. I would love to see it, and I'm actually on the complete opposite of K. Morg. I think this is even a harder year mm. with the shorter season. You know, if they have a non-conference where they go into Michigan and they beat Michigan, uh, yeah, that's a valid point. And then they were on the yeah. table. Now it's like it's always a valid point. But now, and they're, they're playing conference only. It's yeah. just there's not enough respect for their conference, which I disagree yeah. with. But anyways, my, um, that's that's my last. Thing is, I and I think Cincinnati is the only team at this point that could do it. I don't think BYU has no, the schedule no, to do it. I think Cincinnati is the only as an one. independent with no conference championship, it won't happen. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna start a new segment. You know, after the firing of Dan Quinn in the NFL, um, we're gonna go through a list of coaches and we're gonna say, are they safe or are they on the hot seat for this year? And not we're not just limiting it to the NFL. We're gonna start with the college. We're football. start with college that go into you know stay with the segment, but we're like. You know, four or five weeks in on some games, so and we've already seen two coaches go down. Yeah, so it's not yeah. it's not too early to talk about it. It's not. Uh, we haven't seen a college football coach go down, and we're gonna say some, we're gonna put some coaches on there who are not even playing yet. Mm-hmm. But um, let's start with Clay Helen at USC. They haven't started yet. He's been on the hot seat seems like two years. Um, he well, has to be on the hot seat this year. Well, right? he's he's forty and twenty one at SC, but the last two years he's thirteen and eleven. I'm sorry, but with no bowl games, forty and twenty one at the University of Southern California is not acceptable. Right, it's not. And and they haven't won a big game. Like name a big game that you're like, oh, SC took down an LSU, Ohio State, Penn State. Well, you could even go down to Cincinnati. They don't win the big games anymore. I'm sorry, but it's just. In my opinion, it's crazy that he's lasted as long as he's lasted. I agree. To be honest, like I think so. I he think he's a gotta go now. He hasn't even beaten Notre Dame in his tenure. Yeah. Like you have That's to win. Crazy. You have to win rivalry games. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like sure, maybe you beat UCLA. UCLA is UCLA, down. That's <laughs> Great. UCLA is down. You know what I mean? That's, that's uh, another coach. That's a half. Around. Around. Yeah, we'll talk so, about Chip in a minute. So we're all hot. 
Oh, he's very hot. He's, okay. he's one of the hottest, I so, think. It's it's a shortened schedule, but they're they're gonna play Arizona State week one. I think that's a loss. Um they're, Utah's always a tough game. Mm-hmm. I think it, and they're gonna play UCLA. If he loses two games, I think he's toast. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I think he, he he's I gonna think lose. Two games. I think I think he week one will happen and the conversation will get ignited. And I, I think we'll get rid of this yeah. guy. If he if he loses two games, doesn't make a Pac twelve championship. SC he deserves out. better. Right. Um, next up, LSU defense coordinator Bo Pelini. Um, they came out and said, um, head coach came out and said this week they're embarrassing. Ogeron said, yeah, Coach O. <laughs> coach O said it's embarrassing. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. But it, 100%, we can't, he said we can't stop anyone. 100% hot for me. Hot he's, he's the hottest of hot right hottest now. Especially like, after that comment. It's like, hey, it's not our players. Something's got to change. It's just a matter of if it goes midseason or if it's at yeah. the end of the year for me. Um, next up, we got Texas coach Tom Herman. So coming off another bad loss to Oklahoma. I mean, bad is relative, obviously. they were. It was a tough game, but you have to win that game. I mean, yeah. especially um, I was high on both teams. We're not high. I just I thought I like Texas this year. I did. They have an experienced quarterback, four-year starter at this point. Right. Um, he obviously had the advantage as far as experience in big games and college football games. So I think Texas was set up for victory this year, and he hasn't delivered. So that's why I think Tom Herman. I think he's extremely hot. If he loses one more game, I wouldn't be surprised if it was right after that game. I think hot. I see. I'm I'm not with you guys. Hmm. Um, I think they're a little. I I said it last week. I think they're always overrated to me. Uh, he's 25 and 15 in his tender at Texas, but I mean he's four and four and zero in bowl games. They, I, I mean, to an extent, like what's better. Like you get rid of Tom, what are you gonna get that, that can replace him? That you're gonna be? You they can find a big name. Oh, it's Texas. It's they Texas. can find but, a name. Urban Meyer. You call Urban Meyer. You might but, consider that. I mean, due to the extent of the time, like they're 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 successful to an extent. So I I think end of the year conversation definitely. Um, next up, Chip Kelly also hasn't played in the pack. I don't think he's hot at all. I think it's safe. Really, the amount of money he give him like four years for his recruiting class to like get in there and like fix this is probably his third year there now this is third year this is the start of his third year two years he's he's seven and 17 they were bad it's not they're not good i'm saying safe i don't think he's on the hot seat not Uh, yet i think if it's a bad year this year he's i I think if he repeats a similar season that's three losing seasons are are not good like no 500 you're bad he's got to play utah oregon arizona state usc Tough schedule. Uh, tough schedule. He loses. He loses three. He goes four and three. It's not a good look. Even I, he might go three and four. He might go three and four. I he think he coaches next year, but he shouldn't. I think I think he's safe for now. Just the investment's too big for at least pulling the trigger. To if he sneaks, if he beats like an Oregon and and USC, then I think he's safe and he loses two games. But if he loses three or four, I think it's a very yeah, it's a tough conversation. Uh, next up, we have Matt Wells, Texas <laughs> Tech guy. I I mean he's he's five and eleven at Texas Tech. He's been very successful in other places. Um, let's see how the season finishes. Um, he's fine for now. I think uh, it's, it's, it now. hasn't it's been like, good. It's not like Texas but, Tech is like winning national. I know, but they they brought him in to be oh, the powerhouse. Oh, you know, bring yeah. a guy in to be bring, successful. Yeah. yeah, to change your program and um, not like Kingsbury left it in a bad place, no, but it's just kind of consistently average. It d- definitely at the end of the season will. He'll have one more season, and he can't keep repeating what he's doing, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, last on the call list, we have Jim Harbaugh. This is an interesting one. I think 100% that seat is hot as shit. 
I mean, I don't see how it's not hot. I mean, they haven't been. He hasn't been Ohio State once. He hasn't been competitive in big games. They've beaten Notre Dame a handful of times, but once. Okay, once, but they don't <laughs> win a big. Well, they beat the shit out of Notre Dame last year, but they don't win big games. They just don't do it, and they lose ranked games and they lose bowl games. Yeah, I think, I think it's hot. Ugh, it's a the, tough schedule for them. For the investment and the money and the hype, it's it's been hot for two years already. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to come in, and this was going to be the new, you know, college playoff team. Like we're going to see them constantly, and they're just not very good. Well, my thing with Harbaugh is he just hasn't had that same like blue collar underdog feel that he did at Stanford that. That he did at Stanford. Like, this Michigan right. teams that he's put on, the product is not as, like, just strong and just, like, smash mouth. Yeah. Like, they run the ball well. They do. But you still need a decent quarterback to kind of steer your ship. And Shea Patterson had all the hype. He was, like, one of the top quarterbacks coming into the class. But he just never got the job done for Harbaugh where, you know, he had Andrew Luck who, yeah, sure. But even before Andrew Luck, he had, you know, crazy monster David DeCastro offensive linemen that were just bullying people up front. You know, he hasn't really had that kind of powerful just teams. Like, they don't play smash mouth defense. They, don't. they just know. So he doesn't have that kind of underdog feel that we're, we're going to be scrappier than Ohio State. We may not be better, but we're going to be in that ballgame and potentially be. He's getting blown out by but, And he's State. getting good recruits. So it's not like he's not exactly. having an athlete. So I think this His this might hot. be the, the the wrap of Harbaugh. Yeah. So I think I think he's good this year, but I think next year if he doesn't get it done, he's he might be toast. It's a tough schedule. He's got to he's got to play Wisconsin. He's got to play Penn State and Ohio State. So it's he tough. might lose all three of those games. Tough. So I think if he next loses year, all three, he's toast. Really? Yeah, I think so. Um, so that wraps up college football. Um, in the breakdown with that, um, we're gonna transition to NFL, but stay on the same segment as far as. Hot or not, um, see if their seat is burning up. Um, and the first one we're going to start with is uh, Adam Gase. And on fire. On fire. How does he have a job still? Yeah, he's on fire. Right? It, it, we're all in agreement. Uh, yeah, Brandon calls for his job every week. He does. He does. So hot seat. <laughs> hot so that, seat. That, that was an easy one. The yeah. most hot seat. It's not even It's not even. Debatable. As they just cut Le'Veon Bell today. He had one good year as a coach in Miami, and then that was it. He's not good. Um, next on the list, Matt Patricia, the Detroit Lions. I think hot. I think he's terrible, but I think he's the next coach to go. Oh, wow. I think uh, he's he's 10, 25, and one. That is actually the worst Lions coach through two seasons. Wow. And we're talking about a coach that went 0 and 16. That's crazy. So, like, he's not winning games. He's yeah. not. That's he's he's the next to go. It's it's a hot seat. I don't know if he if it's I don't know if it's next week or anything, but it's a, it's definitely a hot seat. Next on the list, we have uh, Philadelphia Eagles coach Doug Peterson. I don't think it's hot. I think Carson Wentz is more hot seat than Peterson Ooh. is. I think they make a transition to Jalen Hurts before they make a transition with the head coach. That is bold, mm-hmm. but I'm not – that is not crazy. It's even when a Super Bowl gives you like five years, I think. No, I agree with you, CY. I yeah. think that's – you know what's funny is like – That's kind of wild to thinking say. Thinking about like, like you – hearing you say it is like, damn, that's actually kind of a crazy thought, but it's actually not as crazy as – No, I, I right looked now. over my brother on Sunday because he saw Jalen Hurts out there for like a little trickery kind of lineup. I just looked over at him and I was like, they win. They start his ass. And he's <laughs> has a damn fumbling problem where he'd be in there earlier. He, he fumbles the ball every yeah. time he touches it. Yeah. My, my biggest thing Bobbles with Peterson – um, he's not hot yet. He, he won a Super Bowl, so 
he's going to have a couple more years. The division's still winnable, so we'll see what yes. happens. <laughs> Incredibly winnable now. Yeah. Staying in the division, uh, Dallas Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. Um, and as sad as it is, I think the Dak injury saved his job for the year. Saved it for the year. Yep, I agree with you. Saved it. He, he has a he has a legacy. Has he has a legacy. Now he has an excuse. Yes. And they're top of the division, so <laughs> it's safe for now. Yeah, I agree. I think. But as, as bad as it sounds, he does have somewhat of a reason to go. 500 this year. Yeah. So I think he no, they have an excuse. Yeah. That's um, a good call. Next up, uh, Cincinnati Bengals coach Zach Taylor. I don't even think he should be on the list. There's no way they get rid of him. Really? Zero so uh, I already saw this coming. Here's I'm gonna, I'm going to try to be quick with it. He's three and seventeen, one tie. Um, he shouldn't even got the head coaching job to start. Honestly, there's way better candidates out there for the head coaching job. And so if this trend continues for the rest of the year, Burrow might have a new coach in April. No, it's not going to happen. If it'll, this it'll if zip. this continues, They're, they won't. No, they get, they have to win significant ball games no. this year. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. So I'll, I'll be level-headed here. Um, not saying that you guys are getting I'm just, aggressive. I'm, I'm just saying oh, yeah, this no, is I'm just, just someone I'm not trying that, to disrespect. Someone, you know, I'm like not, you're not, but I'm they're just, not a bad football team. Like this is someone just, just not winning close games. All I'm saying is I just watch the games job. and I see what's going on on the field. If this conversation happened last week, I'd say Zach Taylor's safe. This last week against the Ravens was a very, very bad loss for the Bengals. It was. They they didn't make any adjustments on offense or defense. Actually, you know, defense played okay. But they yeah. made zero adjustments on offense from a coach that's supposed to be an offensive Here's, coach. And, you know, you have your rookie quarterback. You're not protecting him at all. You're not giving him any kind of, like, positive plays and, like, routes that are going to get guys open that make easy throws. Get yourself in rhythm. Like, none of that stuff happened for them. So, um, I think if that if this trend continues, like you said, from what I saw this last week, I think it is a hot seat. And, and then and I didn't even mention the AJ Green stuff going on right now because yeah. there's you know that's one of your star players and he's not happy right now. He's not. So he that's that's a locker there. room problem Which too. Is crazy to me. No, I don't think there's a locker room problem per se. Um, what I'll say is this: it, it won't happen. It's one of the most loyal owners in the history. It true. Very true. We watched, Lewis we watched Marvin, Marvin a have years. a job for eight years. Zach Taylor's fine. Him and Burrow have a great relationship, and that's what's most important. If Burrow wants him there. He's going to stay there, and that's what it comes yeah. down to. And I think Burrow has more and, pull than your coach and right we, now. I mean, let's not overreact. We just lost a – we just got pretty much blown out by the Ravens. But like, take that out and to, let's take a perspective look at it. No one had us winning a bunch of games this year. This was a developmental year for Burrow. Yeah. So he laid an egg in this game. This is the first time he looked like a rookie all year. He's progressing. He was progressing the way we wanted him to all the way up until this point. So as long as he continues to progress, it's not necessarily going to be about wins or losses this year. But my thing is, it, it's not a win now team. We agree, like it's but not. You're, I mean, most games we talked about it. Most games are in one possession games. Like outside yeah. of, I'm not even talking about the blow at the Ravens. Kind of saw a lot of people saw this coming. Maybe not to this extent, but like you're not winning close games, and that has nothing to do with your players. Your players, well, your team's not fair because. I mean, your team is Against good, Against the Chargers right? game, one possession, went down, scored a touchdown, offensive P.I., missed a field goal. So it is a little bit on the players, too. So you can't say it's not on the I, players. The only argument you I think have— I a lot of a lot of coaching comes down to one possession games. I agree with you, but it's it's not it's not on him. And I'll, we'll leave it because we've got to move on to the second. Yeah. But I think he's safe. I All think right. it's tough to say he's extremely safe, though. After this year, yeah, he has at least one more year. 
Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent is warmer here. Um, Doug Marone. If they, if they're four four more games in, if they're say they're one and seven, two and well, two and eight. Minshew's digressing. Yeah, he's so. I think the Jags are turning I, into the worst team in football. I yeah no. Ouch. I think I think by the end of Ouch. the year, end of the year they get a new quarterback, new coach. Yeah, I agree. They, yeah. they need a new coach in Jacksonville. It's, he had he had one great year. They went to the AFC Championship game. Since then, they've been really bad. He's you take that away, it's been awful. If, if you're going to take away all your players, take away the coach with them too. Yeah, I agree. get rid of all your coach. Um, last on the lit, list, who I think I think is personally the next guy to go. It's Vic Fangio for the. Uh, Denver Broncos. I think he's he's a dumpster fire. I think they're a dumpster fire. I think Eli's not helping him at all. Or I'm sorry, John uh, Elway. Elway. Yeah. He's not helping him at all. Elway's he's terrible. Not, he can't pick a quarterback to save his life. I'll go out. He might be the worst GM in sport in uh in the NFL. I agree. He's. I mean, he's very, very his bad player. Yeah, personnel. I mean, if you look at the the quarterbacks down the Bowl. list. But they're they're entering they're entering Manning, they're entering the the brown no they're entering a defense. Browns conversation of yes. quarterbacks. It's yes. been really bad there. The players he drafts and, at quarterback and, and Fangio is a way better coordinator. I think a lot of these guys on this list would fare off just staying a coordinator. No, yeah, I like that conversation. I think when we talk about Patricia Fangio, um, maybe even Gase. Um, like these guys might just be coordinators. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you get into that conversation with some of these guys. Fangio being one of them, obviously he had um, the Bears defense who was, you know, unbelievable a couple of years ago. That was his Niners kind of, defense. Yeah, the Niners defense prior. Yep. So I think um, this is one of those guys. I, I'm with you. I don't. Yeah. He should be I, a head coach. No. He, but again, he kind of gets in this excuse because Drew Locke's not in right now. And, so I think yeah. he's, I think he saves the job until the, the end of the year, the year. And Vaughn, so True. I don't think it happens like next week. Which or anything. is sad because he was a coordinator for so long, and he had, he, he paid it. his dues to be a head coach. And it's just, it's just it's some guys working. are just coordinators though. So some guys are working. Out. His defense isn't terrible. Hey, no, maybe if John Elway gave him a QB, but yeah. Um, all right, so that's our hot or not. Um, we might have some. People fired after this week. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but that's our hot seat for college and NFL. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll check back and see uh, where we're right, where we're wrong. Um, so let's get into the NFL Week 5 recap. Um, we had some huge stories over the weekend. Good, bad, and indifferent. Um, let's start with the ugly, and that's uh, De- Dak Prescott. Um Ankle almost falling off, getting compound fracture, dislocation. Tony Romo thinking it was a cramp. cramp. How brutal was that? As a Cowboy <laughs> fan, you just got to hope this is a cramp. And Are you puts, serious? How about CBS? Or was it? Yeah, CBS. <laughs> yeah, CBS was showing Zooming that. in on like. Zooming in on his ankle, ankle dislocated? Sideways. sideways. That was disgusting. Compound fractures. You know what that means? It penetrated skin. No, it's broken. No, it's it's completely it means broken. Means bone is completely they, they mean, broken. And it has a has a puncture wound. Not necessarily. Uh, some doctors tell different on no. the internet. It's it doesn't no. have necessarily have a. Uh, Either way, it was a compound and, and a dislocation. The problem with that is if it hits like an artery, if it hits like, you can lose yeah. your foot. That's why but, they didn't have surgery that night. But it's it's gone well so According far. According to the surgery, the fine. surgery went well. He already went home. He's good. Um, Andy Dalton with the the win. Yeah, the comeback win. He looked he a little played the, He played the Giants. But he had a good throw. He had a good throw he to Gallup. Gallup had two amazing catches on that drive for the, the game winning. I, I mean, think they still have a shot. I mean, I'm as crazy as it is, yeah, because the division's so bad. Yeah, and I'm not completely off Andy Dalton. Dalton won. You know, he averaged 10 wins a season. That was his average as a quarterback. Yeah, that's kind of good. good. Yeah, so that's he's better than good. It is good. They got weapons. the NFC East. They got weapons. They got a good running game with Zeke, take pressure off. The problem with they don't have that offensive lines. 
they're it's banged up. And... Smith is out for the year, so it's yeah. going to be a tough road for the Cowboys. Yeah. But I still think they have a chance considering the division. But right. defense still um, dumpster fire. Yeah, but the I mean the biggest story now is obviously Dak's going to go into the next year without a contract. Yeah, it's so sad. That's but sad. it's kind of on him. He bet on himself and didn't work out. But it is. I mean, they I think they still take care of him. They'll take care of him, but it's like he needs. You know what? If they we, lose we saw the, the division, numbers. they're going to give him a lot of money. We saw the numbers that they were throwing we'll at him. See and what he still happens. Said no, Andy and Dalton goes and wins eight games. It's unfortunate that this stuff happens, but it's like, man, they they gave you such a big contract, dude. Like. I know. It's just it's difficult to talk about, but yeah. it is something that you know is being talked. I mean, about. we're not players, so we're not like we don't know those the extent of those. We just knew the dollar value that we saw. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on to the good side of things, Alex Smith, man, let's go, go. Yep. Hey, tip your cap. Holy tip your shit! Cap to the guy. Come back I was player nervous. Of the year? Automatic comeback player of the year. Okay, game works call. I mean, you can't not seeing him out there and seeing his wife and the emotions and. You know, and the guy, Aaron Donald's still all over his ass. Aaron Donald had four sacks. He got sacked six game. times. Yeah, and, I four mean, by Donald. I mean, which is a positive thing yeah, for him. Yeah, he probably liked it. He's, he probably he's, enjoyed it. Like, yeah, like go. I'm okay. I'm not made of yeah, you know, of glass. I'm I'm, I'm good to I'm go. An okay, guy. Here's a. At what point do we criticize his play though? Not yet, right? Not, not, yet. not yet. No, not yet. You went into Yeah, you went into a bad situation. Against a good team, like it was right. just it was, don't don't talk about it. As a, as a former you know, or I as, know. as a Forty Nine er fan, I you know, I really liked Alex Smith as a Forty Nine er. If he um, it was it was awesome yeah. to see. If he plays this week, see. he might beat the shit out of the Giants. That'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be, be that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. He's gonna play. It Kyle Allen's head fell off. So, oh my god, he got crushed. Typical Ramsey. Um, moving on. Uh, big story. Seattle always sketchy. Find a way to win. Um, yeah, you know, controversial call on fourth down for the Vikings to go for it. It's not though. I 100% agree with the call. Yeah, they were running the ball down their throat. They didn't have Dalvin Cook who got injured, but, but Madison, Madison was averaging was fine, well over four and or five you, yards. You play to win. You, you right? do, especially when the quarterback on the other side. Is yes, Russell Russell Wilson. Wilson. especially when your your team is. Not not necessarily supposed to lose, but you're not as good you got as the other team. You and got, you were winning the game you got the whole nothing game to lose in that situation. They weren't stopping exactly. anything, and then you go for fourth down and get stopped. Russell Wilson does his thing. Yeah, goes down, wins the game. Um, pretty sad for Minnesota because they have that game. But Zimmer had the right call. You can't blame him for trying to go for it. You you and get the first down. There's a over. lot of memes of the the hole that was open for Madison. A yeah. lot of memes were like Dalvin Cook walks that in for a touchdown. Yeah, I still like Madison. I think the Vikings, yeah. they're not the worst team in the NFL. They proved that they can still compete with good teams. But at what point do we say, you know what, Seattle, you need to start stepping it up or your luck's going to run out? I think it's I, out. I think, yeah, they're I running think out. It's out. They, need, they need to have a serious look in the mirror and figure it out. They have, a, they have a bye week this week, correct? Good teams, I yes. think they they have to do something drastic to change what they, how they've been playing on defense. Well, they're going to get Jamal Adams back. Yeah, help. I mean that that always helps. He's a big time player. It wasn't necessarily their defense didn't give up a ton of points. Well, they got yeah. run on though. They got run on a little bit, but still, Jamal Adams doesn't exactly you know stop the run from the safety position like a great no, amount. But of brings, you're in brings, emotional one yes. possession games every week. It's gonna it's gonna take a toll on you. But good you know teams find a way to win those games, out. man. Yeah, especially especially Russell Wilson. And Russell he Wilson. always proves to be very clutch, very dominant. Possibly MVP this year. Him and Aaron Rodgers are the leading cannons right now. Yeah, Josh um, Allen just shit the bed. So Cody, Cody, move. Go to the next topic. The floor is yours. Oh, Raiders, 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 <laughs> Raiders. Um, I'll apologize. I said they were fake. Um, 
here's my two cents on it. I want to take nothing away from the Raiders. They looked great. They offensively looked great. They finally Carr took some shots, which we've all been wanting him to do. Yeah. He finally opened it up a little bit. Um, Jacobs did his thing like they did. Have a good offensive line. Um, but the Chiefs gave away this game in the first half. It was a tale of two halves. Mahomes was throwing seven-yard bombs, touchdowns. They had a billion drops in the second quarter. Um, they should have had a huge lead, and they let the Raiders hang around. And credit to the Raiders, they came out in the second half, and they took care of business. They got to Mahomes. Um, assembly got hurt, and that was huge for the Raiders because Colin Farrell ate. Um, I, but I'll, hey, Mahomes I'll just running for his life the second half. I'll, I'll apologize to Ra- the Raider fans because they won, man. You got to give credit to where credit's too. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders look great. I mean, I think the biggest story was, um, like, like see what I said, I mean, they hung around in the first half. Chiefs, Chiefs, you could say, kind of let them. But either way, they're going to halftime with tied, I believe. Tied or down, th- tied or up three. Either one. Uh, they were they were tied. I think they were tied going to halftime. So still in a good position for them. And then that third quarter, I don't even think the Chiefs touched the ball. The Raiders got that ball and they just smashed the they ball with not. Jacobs. They just absolutely smashed the ball. And they were, you know, I talk about this a lot. And some of the teams they took care of the football and they were way more physical at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And um, I think it just it just showed you know what the Chiefs are human. You know, yeah, and, I and, think, a lot and the Raiders f- proved that you know what. We can compete with the best team in the AFC West, and we're definitely the second best team in the AFC West. Oh yeah, they um, a lot of the fourth quarter was Mahomes extending plays, running wild, and had to. Crosby he had to, and Farrell were and all over him. He looked he looked out of his comfort zone doing it, which the Raiders were covering downfield really well the last seven minutes of the game, which was very impressive. Well, he couldn't make that sidearm deep throw, right. kind of that. Bread and butter Mahomes has to just end you. He couldn't make the. They, th- they laid an egg. It. They laid an egg. I think that's what it was. I think it was a mixture of good Raiders play, bad Chiefs play. Um, but good, good for Derek Carr. I'll, I'll admit I was wrong, but I was also right on a few things last week too when we said some real or fake and we got into it. So I mean, we can talk about it now. Or we can get into it later, but. Don't put your heads down because no, no, no. cool. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it with our picks. <laughs> no, anyway, no. Last thing with the Raiders, it was one really cool to see. You know, the Vegas Raiders obviously beat yes. a big game yeah. in Vegas. Like Good that was them. awesome. The good fan support in them. Vegas, um, absolutely, really solid. But on the flip side, if the Raiders lose that football game and they go, let's say eight and eight again, are we talking about Gruden's job in this you know segment that we just had? Eight, yeah. Well, like they lose this game. I think it, I, is, is I'm going to reference this conversation? What, he, what he said earlier. I think a QB change happens, which yes, is not fair. Carr's playing brilliant. Carr's playing great. He's, yeah. I think he's number two in completion percentage. But right. I think of due importance, they get a Gruden a different QB before Gruden goes, okay. which is not fair I'm to Derek Carr. Ride with them. Which is not fair to Derek Carr. I will state that for all Raider fans. Derek Carr's playing great he football. Is, which is awesome. So. Moving to the last one, news that just came literally like 30 minutes ago before we started here. Um, Le'Veon Bell released by the New York Jets. Wow. So adding to the Jets already just terrible season they're having, the dumpster fire. Gase, um, Gase gets fired after a Miami loss this week. How does Gase have a job longer than Le'Veon Bell with the Giants or with the Jets? <laughs> because he has control right now. It's stupid. It's so, dumb. So Gase, you think, is gone. This is like just the move that is just... It's done. Bell gets released, and they go and get blown out to Miami. He's fired. 
You, we thought that every week, and he hasn't gotten fired yet. So who knows? He got blown point. out last week, dude. Lost by twenty again. I know. You so, got you got any teams you you like, Bill? Yeah. So what's get the landing up? spot? Ooh, landing we did spot. this Fournette, right? And I think we're all off on Fournette. So you got anything? Hit hits uh, the head. I mean, it makes sense. Shoot, I don't know. Running back's tough, man. Mid season. Yeah. I mean, I could see it depending how long. But they said no. They said Dalvin Cook's not not very long. So Minnesota is not really a spot. Um, I personally think it it just has to be a contender for Le'Veon at this point. Like he's yeah. like, why am I going to go to a team for one year and just kind of play for them? Like I, I think he's going to go to either like let's talk like a Buffalo who needs kind of like a premier back. They have a ton of or backs, or but not like the number but one. Zach Moss is hurt and single single tears not okay. Moss is back tonight. But then was but he? Then, yeah. Did he play today? Okay. But then you got like the Bears who are four and one. Who Cohen's out season? Cohen's out for the season. Montgomery. Montgomery they is, use Cordell Patterson as a running back. They're like, using how about like a like a spellback for Derrick Henry. Okay, let's. Le'Veon Bell is not a spellback. Le'Veon Bell is still, in my opinion, a, a RB one. Well, that's, that's what he would. Yeah. But that's what he would go be in Chicago. Yeah, he's not going to be an RB one anywhere right now. I think he's an RB one in Chicago. Le'Veon Bell is Le'Veon Bell. I don't think at this point in the season. I, I, I agree with that statement. I love Le'Veon Bell as talent-wise. He was an all-pro running back. Like Cody said, we're, we're five weeks in. Two years ago. We're, we're, we're five weeks in. New playbook, new system, new coaching, new team. I get that. Like He's not going to go RB1 anywhere. Especially Fournette, a contender. Fournette's not even RB1. And Ronald Jones looks good. Yeah, Ronald Jones does a good He's kind of running away with the but job he, there. But Montgomery Fournette is head and heels talent above Ronald Jones. There's an argument so, to mean, be made there. But um, I, I think it has to be a contender. I even said this offhand before, like, maybe the Rams make sense because he kind of has that pass-catching aspect that McVay likes with Gurley. I think McVay would love he it. He would thrive. He'd yes. kind of thrive there. I, I mean, think that's where he'd be most successful, but I think they're so satisfied with Henderson's play. Well, he got three running backs. Cam Akers so, came back, still looked okay. Yeah. They're still doing a good job. Good. I, just, I think it's a contender. I think it's he a, didn't. I think it's the Bears. That's a perfect Patriots guy, though. That's like the other thing. They got a dozen backs. I know, but like that's Bill Belichick loves everyone's trash, dude. Yeah. That's his. And he it makes those make guys them into really good. I, yeah. I think he goes to Chicago. I'm a Packer fan. I don't really like the move, but I think he goes to Chicago. All right. Well, yeah, I say the Patriots. Bold. <laughs> I, I like. I think. I think it's a good fit for the Rams. I don't know if it happens just because they have so many backs already, but I I could see him thriving there. Maybe at the end of this year, he signs. Yeah. Um, all right, so back into our competition. Week five, B, where are we at? How do we stand? Um, right now we have CY in first with so 24. Yep, after my Bills win tonight. At, uh, or my Titans. Bills. My Bills. Your Titans. Your Titans. Bills lost it would have been Titans. a three-way tie if the Bills won. They got blown out by the Titans. Not impressed. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, second place. Tied for second, we got uh, K Morgan Mac with twenty two, and then I'm just sitting sitting in last place, still pretty. Can't hit an upset to save my life at eighteen. Man, my upset was close with the Chargers. How did he freaking lose that? Close to lose that. It'd been a huge swing if that happened. I lost another lock though. B lost another. Lock. I lost a, a Kansas <laughs> City lock. Um, it's starting to get to the point where you're kind of sweating when you're losing locks now. Yeah, but he right? has Arizona lock. So it's I just mean, like we might have to closer. change the rules a bit. I think it might be the last lock you lost <laughs> in the season. Because I'm thinking oh, about it like, oh. okay, I could drive to Arizona, so I could just pick anyone. But you still want to win the competition. You know, you no, might, you're of not course. I want, get my lo- I want to get my locks, but I think we, we'll we we'll discuss it off air. We'll, we'll talk about that. 
But that that's the updated rankings. All right, so that's our updated rankings. Before we get into this week's picks, let's get into our Week 5 Big Nuts Player of the Week. Um, we'll start with B. Who is your Big Nuts player? Um, the guy I've been disrespecting all year, uh, Derek Carr. Okay. Uh, 22 for 31, 347 and 3. He threw a, threw a nasty pick, but uh, 92 QBR rating. The Raiders hung 40 on the Chiefs. Um, I say every episode, I feel like I say every episode, I hate Carr, but that was really impressive to me. Way to hang your nuts on national television. Hang your damn nuts. All right. Um, Kay Moore, who's your big nuts player? I got to represent the school, the college, um, represent Notre Dame. We got Chase Claypool for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Man went absolutely yeah. berserk. Berserk. Four touchdowns, a billion yards. The guy is now Big Ben's. I wouldn't say he's his favorite target, but he is like their number two target in that uh, offense. He's a big body. Especially with Deontay Johnson always injured. Yeah, always injured. James Washington hasn't exactly panned out to what they thought their potential-wise. Claypool but is a clear number two. Claypool I'm is their clear you. number two. He's the big body that complements Juju that Fast. he kind of had. He's re- He ran a 4-4 four, four at the combine. People wanted him to, try, well, to run as a tight end at the combine, and he is proving like, I'm not a tight end, man. I'm an elite number two receiver, maybe a 1B if he yeah. keeps going. So I really like impressed Claypool. with him. I love, you know, he was incredibly successful at Notre Dame. Really happy to see him thrive in uh, the NFL now. So he's my big nuts player of the week. Good. Uh, my big nuts player of the week is uh, Fitzmagic. Fuck, man. No one expected <laughs> to see what he did. He did. 350 and 3, 22 um, out of 28. Um, looked great. I mean, it's just, it's Fitz Magic every year has that run and he's starting to heart into it right now. And Miami's in it. Miami's in it. They're winning some ball games. It was a big win for them. I would love to see Miami like make a run and like sneak in at like nine wins. Everyone loves that story. Everyone loves, it. loves, loves Fitz Magic. But Fitz Magic will fall off week this week. <laughs> Um, he'll look average against the Jets. The Jets. He'll look average against but the even Jets. Going into Big this nuts. last game, they were like, okay, should, when do we play Tua? When do we see They had Tua? to name Fitzmagic the starter before the game. Like during the week, they had to come out and say, yeah. Fitzpatrick starting. And he's like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go out and throw for 350 and three on the no, legit. former hang your, NFC, hang your nuts. NFC champion. So, yeah, Big Nuts player of the week is Miami. Do we want to talk about this game at all? Or are we are you guys good over there? No, we're good. We don't want to admit anything. Really talking all right. You're going to let me admit my wrongs, but that's it. Basically. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right. So, that's a wrap of week five. Um, move on to week six now. Um, we got some really, really intriguing matchups this week um, we want to get into. Competition's getting a little tighter, getting a little deeper in the season. Still got some time, but... Let's start making some moves. Start making some moves. It's a big I, need, week. I need some moves. I think we're going to be on the opposite side of some things this week. Um, so first game on the docket, we got AFC North battle, Browns and the Steelers. We'll start with B. Who is your pick? Um, I got Steelers. Uh, I still think the Browns are fake. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, Morgan. I like the Steelers still. I, I bet on them last week, the year, the week before. They're still undefeated. Um, I just think they're the overall better team at the end of the day. Baker's a little banged up right now. Yeah. I think the Steelers showed that they can definitely um, score. The Steelers, they scored a lot on the Eagles, who I thought still have an okay defense. I think yeah. they're a little better than the Browns defense. So I like the Steelers still. Uh, Mac is also on the Steelers, obviously. Yeah, that's a team. Steeler fan. Um, AFC North, was... two teams you hate, CY. Which team are you going with? I'm going to go Lone Wolf. I got some room. Um, I'm like, taking the Browns. He loves Baker Mayfield. 
It's just a matter of who, I hate, who I hate less. Okay, that makes so, sense too. Yeah, and I but I hate both evenly. So mm-hmm. um, I think Jordy, this is the best team the Steelers have played by far. So they've only the combined win total of the Steelers opponents is two. So they haven't played anyone really good, and teams have played them kind of tough. So I think the Browns have pr- proven they can beat better teams. So I'm going to take the Browns in this one. Mm, okay. Uh, next game on the docket, we have the Packers at the Bucks. Um, Tom Brady coming off a loss. Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye. Two historical quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> Mac is going to go with the Packers. I am going to go with the Packers. I think I know where Blaine's going. The yeah, Packers. I, I don't have to say anything. So we'll go to K. Morg. I'm going Packers as well, so we'll, we'll go with the clean sweep. Um, the Packers, I think, are a better team than the Bears, and the Bucks just lost to the Bears. So yeah, agree. Uh, look for Zadarius have big game, big game. Okay. Oh, I'm X good with that. Since the since the Bucks offensive line looked very bad against very the Bears, bad. very bad. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Brady was just pissed off. Um, next game. Speaking of those Bears, they're at the Panthers. This is a battle of teams that are they real? Are they not? Who's less real? Who's more real? Um, Mac is going to go with the Panthers. Okay, more. Who do you got? Got the Panthers again, baby. Yeah. I'm on the Panthers. Like I said, um, I think they're. You know what? I they're just being coached very well right now. I really think that. I think Teddy's doing a great job of distributing the ball. Robbie Anderson's proving himself. Um, I think he had a lot of doubters from the last two seasons. And um, he's a legit target. He is he's a legit a, he's a legit target. Like I know B's been riding him on his fantasy team, yeah. and he's do, he's doing a great job. So I think, um, and their defense is playing well. You know, the Falcons have a really strong offense, and they they held them to within twenty points. So yeah. um, I like the Panthers. I, I the Bears are a pretty good team too. I like the Panthers at home. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Um, See why? Just I think the lesser of the fakes <laughs> in my mind. Do you I think is, the Panthers are still fake? Yeah, they're better than I thought they were, but they're not. Like, they're not. They're not fake, a playoff though. team. They're not a playoff team. They're they're gonna compete for a playoff spot at this point. I see. I don't think they're a playoff team, so that's why I don't. Okay. I just think the Bears are super fake, so I'm taking the Panthers. This is Damn. surprise all of you. I got Bears. Wow, lone wolf. I got Bears. I wrote. This is all my notes. I wrote. I got nothing. Yeah. Um, it's a tough matchup. It, it really is. The young Panther team looks phenomenal. And, you know, Nick Foles doesn't look as good as, you know, as we maybe thought after that comeback win with the Falcons. But I think they their defense looked impressive against I think I think the Bucks are really good. Oh. And the and the, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears are really beat good. them. Yes, I I hate to say it. I think the Bears are a really good football team. Lone Wolf. The one thing about the Panthers too is they're playing better every week, and they they're going to get McCaffrey yes. back. So eventually they'll get McCaffrey back, but they don't even need him right now. Yeah, you know he'll he'll help. I know he's <laughs> one of the best players. Um, next we have two AFC powerhouses. We have the Bills and the Chiefs. The Bills getting blown out tonight. Chiefs coming off a loss. Two surprising kind of losses out of both of them. We'll start with B. Who do you got? I got uh, Chiefs in a shootout. Okay. Yeah. Anything behind it or just? Um, I don't think Mahomes loses two games in a row. Gotcha. I'm with and, you. And Josh Allen definitely can and will. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I, like I said, I, I think they're going to win big. I like them huge in this game. Um, I think, you know, it does scare me that Buffalo's coming off a blowout. I don't think they get blown out twice. 
Yeah. But Mahomes off a loss, Andy Reid. I think they dial it in. I think they win big. I think, uh, yeah, I think Mahomes pissed off. Okay, Morgan? Yeah, I've got I got the Chiefs too. We'll probably clean sleep this one, assuming. No. Oh my God. Okay, never yeah. mind. Let me let me explain then. That's crazy. Um, but I got the Chiefs. Um, I I just yeah I think Mahomes is definitely gonna turn the page and just get the job done. The the Bills blowout loss to the Titans is if you're not if you can't if you're gonna get blown out by the Titans you're not gonna beat the Chiefs. Yeah, Mac is going. It worries me. Mac's going long wolf. He's going with the Bills. So, wow. yeah, he's going with the Bills. Um, I don't have an explanation for him because he's not here. But he's going with the Bills, Lone Wolf. Um, Did he watch tonight's game? Or? I don't know. Yeah, no, his pick was in before the game. <laughs> See, so. Yeah, See. Tuesday games are rough. We, If yeah. anyone doesn't know, we record on Tuesdays. So this is a little weird. All right, so last game on the docket, we have the Rams and the Niners, NFC West battle. Um, we'll start with K. Morgan. What do you got? I'm going to Lone Wolf this one because I already know it. And this will also be my upset. Um, it's going to be the 49ers. Okay. We're in a three-and-a-half-point dog. So it's it's really weird to see us um, on the opposite side of that. So, um, yeah, obviously coming off a tough loss. Hopefully Garoppolo is healthier going into this next week. Obviously I don't think he was 100% the way he played. Um, I, I, you know, I don't have much more of an explanation for our Niners right now, but I, I think we get the job done. Mac is taking the Rams. I am also taking the Rams. Um I think the Rams are a really, really good football team. Um, I think they find ways to win. Uh, Goff and McVay seem, seem to be on the same page. Donald's just an absolute monster right now. Um, that defense is playing well. So I'm going with the Rams. B? Um, I'm jumping off. I'm jumping off the wagon, <laughs> jumping off the cliff. They were embarrassing. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm really disappointed in the Niners. Um, we, we talked about it. You know, through four weeks, five weeks, that uh, good teams beat the bad teams. I don't think Dolphins are good. Right. I don't think Fitzpatrick is is below five hundred his career. There, he's not good. That was just embarrassing. So I I don't think I could pick them for a while. Um, I I've battled this to my core with CY, and you know it just it doesn't make me look good. It doesn't make you know K Moore look good. So I hope they could turn around. I'll take the minus one point miss here for them to beat the Rams because I hate Ram fans. All you guys out there, I hate you guys. You guys are annoying. Hey, no, give a shout out to Raji. Raji's a big fan of the podcast. Rams fan. I, I like him. Yeah, but, Raji. No, but most dude, honestly, <laughs> yeah, most I like him. <laughs> mo- honestly, most Ram fans annoy me. The Rams annoy me. So I hope you guys win, but they're not going to. Uh, so Rams. So I got I got Rams. So K Morgan Lone Wolf. So we have three Lone Wolf games this week. Could see could see some changes. <laughs> So we're going to go to locks. I'll start with Max Lock. He's sticking with the Rams. The Rams are his lock of the week. That's Good dis- luck. All right. That's getting <laughs> that's getting too disrespectful. So, um, wow. Yeah. A little interesting for him going with that. Um, my lock of the week is going to be the Patriots. I'm assuming Cam Newton's going to play, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right. Over the Broncos. I'll take the Patriots as my lock. Okay, Morgan? I'll take the Ravens as my lock against the Eagles. Okay. Seven and a half point favorite. There you go. Uh yeah, mine's the same. Mine's the yeah. uh, mine's the Ravens. I took uh, Eagles the upset last week. They they hurt me. So let's let's go against them. All right, upset of the week. Uh, B, who you got? I got Jags at home. I think uh, I mentioned it early in the podcast. I think Patricia's the next to go. I think this loss could help seal that. Um, interesting. <laughs> Mac is sticking with his pick of the Bills. Um, yeah. as his underdog. So yeah. he's going to double up with it, try to get some points. 
He's taking the Bills as his upset of the week. K. Morgan, who do you got? I said it before, 49ers. I think this, yeah, like we're coming off a really bad loss. There's there's no denying that. But I think um, Shanahan, you know, he, we beat the Rams two times last year. We definitely have a good idea of who we're playing against. I think we can definitely game plan correctly and make it competitive and ultimately win. I am going to go with B. I'm taking the Jags as well to upset um, Patricia's dumpster fire as well. So that's our picks this week. Let's see some tables turning. Um, time for our fantasy uh, preview and review of last week. Recap of week five. Uh, the clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. B, Raymick had Deshaun Watson as quarterback. Prediction, he said 327. Uh, two touchdowns passing, one rushing. He had him as top three quarterback. His actual stats were 384, three passing TVs, and was the number three quarterback um, going into tonight. Um, He's been really good with QBs. Yeah, running back, he had Zeke, prediction 162-2. and two. Um, He had him as RB1. Actual stat line was 105-2, and two, and he was RB1 uh, with 22.5 fantasy nice. points. Ramick on fire. Uh, receiver, he had Adam Thielen. He said eight receptions for 117 and a touchdown. He that actually sounds, had nine receptions, yeah. 80 yards, and two touches. Whew, Huge day. a great week. Uh, notable DJ Moore, he said... Uh, six receptions for 82 yards and one touchdown. Actual stat line was four receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Huge day as well. He continues his trend of bad tight end picks. He had Higby, said nine for 74 and one. He had two receptions for 12 yards. <laughs> Dude, he cannot pick a tight end. I know. And then uh, defense, he had the Patsy who did not play. So yeah. no ill will against that. Um, moving on to his week six players. Um, QB, he has Matt Ryan. So the last three games have been brutal, but Dan Quinn is finally gone, and Matty Ice will have a good game. Get off the Falcons. Not saying they'll win, but he says 286-3. and three. Interesting. Um, running back, he had Derrick Henry. Uh, division game, his November streak is coming a little early this year. He says 127-2. and two. He had two tonight, so um, that'll continue. Notable, he has Matson, no Dalvin for week six, and Matson looked good when he came in against the Seahawks. He says 87 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Receiver-wise, he has Terry McLaurin. Good matchup against the Giants. Secondary was not great. You predict seven or six receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. Uh, notable pick is Kenny Galladay for seven receptions, 65 yards and touchdown. Tight end. I clearly can't call a tight end right. His words. <laughs> Trying to pick a tight end besides the elite three, uh, Kelsey Kittle and Andrews. So, Jonu Smith, because he's on his fantasy team <laughs> and Houston kind of sucks. Also, his team is blown, so he needs him to go off. He says six receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. He got in tonight, too. Um, he did. He yeah. got in twice. John, John is the guy. Um, and then defensively, he has the Washington football team. Uh, he says four sacks, interception, and 10 to 12 um, fantasy football points in a shitty game. So that's B. Ramings fantasy football segment, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. So um, now it's time for our gambling picks. Um, really quick, B beat me in fantasy. Had a, I had a very down year. My quarterback had two points. Tight like end had zero. Yeah. Defense had minus. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, the rest of my team actually did really well. But um, yeah, early in the season, pretty balled up. We'll check back in on that later. As far as my picks go, recap of last week, I hit the straight bet Houston minus six and a half, um, and that was about all I did. Probably the worst week I've had. Ooh. Teaser got blown. Parlay got blown. Um, just kind of a crazy week in the NFL. We'll bounce back this week. This week, my straight bet of the week is going to be the Chiefs. Like I said, coming off a coming off a loss, I don't see them losing two straight. So whatever the points is, not out yet. 
Um, I see them winning, and I see them winning big and covering whatever that number is on the road. Um, Teaser-wise, six-point teaser. Um, I'm going to go Baltimore. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Tease that to a point-and-a-half. The over um, in the Pittsburgh-Cleveland games at 51. Tease that down to 45. Um, Under in the Chicago-Carolina game, it's at 44. Tease that to 50. And last one on that ticket will be the under in the Giants and the Redskins game. I don't think those offenses can put up points. It's at 43 right now. Tease that to 49. Uh, For the parlay, I'm going to go three-team parlay. The Cardinals minus two and a half. The over in the Rams and the Niners game is at 50 and a half. And Titans money line. So I think that's pretty confident in that parlay. Um, So, yeah. K-Morg, did you survive suicide? I did. You did. Holy cow, I did. Not many did. Cowboys. So I had Cowboys. So I... (laughs) Wow. Survive suicide. It was a great pick in hindsight considering I'll never pick them the rest of the year. Well, if, I can't. But. If Cowboys lost, there's only there's only going to be my brother and my wife left. Yeah. Who'd she pick this week? Uh, she she had, had Chiefs? No, she, she didn't have Chiefs. She well, was going to eliminate it. Either way, some people, some people went down with uh, Chiefs. Ryan had Steelers and uh, I think Sarah had Cardinals. Yeah, so um, some people went down obviously with the Chiefs pick. So still alive. Um my picks, if you've already taken the Ravens, or if you haven't, I'm taking the Ravens personally because I haven't yet. Um, the other good pick, like CY on his lock, would be the Patriots if you haven't taken the Patriots. I would like that too. Yeah, that's, I like that. Yeah. I think no Cam or Cam, I think that's a good yeah, pick. I agree. Um, yeah, so that's our weekly gambling picks. Time for the movie review. The movie review is back. If you've looked at our story, we had a vote of scariest movie of all time. We had a ton of feedback on it. Um, I'll let Kmore take over and fill us in what the answer was, and then time for the movie review. Yeah, so obviously, like I said, we had the Instagram poll that was out there for scariest movie of all time. We had a lot of um, you know good suggestions and um, different um, variety of answer. To be honest with you, yeah. like we had some of the old school answers, we had some of the new school answers, some of you know the poltergeist um, kind of supernatural to the slasher to um, all the different ones. What's up with Dave saying Jaws? So. I actually don't hate that pick. Yeah, to be that honest era, with you, okay. uh, people from that generation, it was it was, it was frightening. It was the most terrifying. I mean, I'm thing. deathly afraid of sharks. So, I, well, I, so that's, that's why. Okay. That's why you're scared of sharks is because of Jaws. It's because of Jaws. And when so I was a child, it's. I mean, I wasn't. Even, yeah. But well, so here's the thing about Jaws. It's it's not exactly a scary movie when you watch it, but the mm-hmm. psychology behind it afterward is right. what's okay. scary. Gotcha. Because personally, I've had this conversation, you know, with friends and family. It's like. I wouldn't go to the deep end of pools at night or, you know, sometimes because if it was deep, because I was like, I thought a fucking okay. shark was in there in a damn pool. Yeah. It gives that factor. From, no, yeah, I, I thought okay. a shark was going to eat me. I wasn't it looking at that, that perspective and I, okay, now I like that answer. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good pick. I would definitely respect that from one movie fan to another. Um, he has some questionable picks at times, but that is a good one. So I'll give him that because at the end of the day, like I said, in reality, not not a lot of people get eaten by sharks. Yeah. But you think they do, or you think they do way more than they actually do just because of Jaws. So it's, right. it's kind of got that element to it. Right. Yeah. So, um, but definitely respect that pick. Um, but either way, like I said, there was a lot of different varieties of pick, Jaws being one of them. Um, the winner, however, was Sinister. So um, Sinister came out, you know, in, um, I'll say probably about like 2010, 2011 time period. Um, to be honest with you guys, it's my personal favorite horror movie. Um, we got. A lot of people that actually, a lot of votes on it, overwhelming. Um, Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah, so it definitely got um, 
you know, at least 10, I would say, votes on the Instagram poll because we didn't give anyone an exact like, hey, vote this or this. It was yeah. like, just vote in your scariest movies. So um, there's a there's a, quite a few movies with two or three, but this one yeah, overwhelmed cracked it. So um, Sinister, for those of you who haven't watched it, um, I think everyone in this room probably has at this point. Um, I can give you guys the plot and the rundown. It's definitely one of those movies. It's so much more than a scary movie, in my opinion. Like, yeah. It goes in deeper because it's not exactly a traditional horror movie because it's not a traditional villain or monster or anything like that. It's this kind of supernatural being that's kind of in the air and kind of being different and kind of, you know, harassing the family and whatnot. I'm not a big scary movie guy and I haven't really seen a lot, so it's hard for me to really comment on it. I've seen Sinister. Right. So I enjoyed Sinister. That was very good. Mm-hmm. But I have my range of scary movies isn't yeah. very broad. So it's hard for me to compare it to others. But I really enjoyed this movie. I thought good. it was good. I thought it was, like I said, it wasn't just a scary movie. It was, there was, it was a great story. Yes. Great storyline. So going into the plot, I can kind of run it down for our viewers just to get you guys some excitement on it. But Ethan Hawke, who is, you know, a great actor, one of the more underrated actors he's, in Hollywood, in my opinion. really good. Yeah. My thing with Ethan Hawke is he doesn't, he's not in any bad movies. You know, he doesn't attach himself to movies where he's going to look bad or yeah. the movie's going to be bad. He's done a good job in his career training day, obviously. Yeah. But, um, so Ethan Hawke, wow. he's an actor, he's not an actor. He's like, the character yeah. that he plays is a author who writes kind of crime novels and kind of does yeah, um, some deeper crime, investigation, kind of. um, discovery into his, um, you know, his stories that he's researching. So he is famous at one point. He's written a book, Kentucky Blood, where he actually ends up finding the killer. But then his next two have been absolute flops. He's kind of in this crossroads of his life where he needs kind of a bestseller or his career's over and he needs to kind of transition into something else. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. So he actually moves his family into the homi- triple homicide that happened to to a family where the child is missing and it happened in the backyard of where he's moved his family so um it's it's just that's that's kind of the basis of the movie that's how it starts out um he obviously um then he's in the house he then kind of discovers um a super 8 film and with a couple tapes um in his attic to where he then sees a couple movies, one of them being the murder that took place in the backyard just a few months before. Um, he, One of the characters in the movie that is kind of talking to Ethan Hawke, I think says it best. He says, I think you kind of, because Ethan Hawke's kind of losing it to what's going yeah. on in the movie. And he says to him, I think you've kind of, you know, dove into a crime and you didn't know how dark and deep it was really going to go. And you're kind of losing it right now. Right. And that's kind yeah. of where this movie goes. Also, this is a very, so, so. very creepy methodical and it's it's very intentionally kind of like creepy and also it's not giving you so much information to where you're you're trying to figure it out on your own yeah but you can't because you're 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 learning with ethan hawk as he's investigating you're learning yeah no you're definitely watching the movie and you don't get any more than what the main yeah. character is getting and I love that. Yeah. So um, my yeah. personal favorite movie, that's, well, not my personal favorite, but my personal favorite horror movie, because like I said, it's it's a horror movie, but it's, you know, it's very well acted. Yes. And it's very, it's got a great story and a great script behind it. And it's directed very well. So a couple of these Super 8 movies are very, very um, grisly murders, you could say, that he's watching. So um, definitely it has that element to where you're like, have that shock and awe factor to where you're watching that. You're like, 
even Ethan Hawke, he's watching them. He like yeah. literally at one point is getting physically ill. Like he is literally chugging a bottle of whiskey after he's, watching he's one of them. He's got a drink. He can't watch anymore. Mm-hmm. You could tell like he's doing such a good job acting yeah. that a real human emotions are coming out watching a film. Like there's no normal human is going to watch like a murder like that without it just really affecting you. Well, and that's the other part is that's his job and he's still that's how horrific these murders yeah. were that he's watching. He, he's he he. This is his job to investigate these murders. He's still getting upset. But right. I mean, my hats off to Ethan Hawke in the movie is the biggest thing because when you watch a scary movie and you we've seen a lot, or I personally haven't, they're so poorly acted. Right. Like you get yes. you get all of the the no names. Or you just get the the girl, you know, the the hot girl with the big boobs who gets slashed and murdered. Yeah. You know what I mean? This movie was very well done, and it was. What what else was good about this movie was that the the characters were very like they understood what was going on. His wife was like, "I don't want to be here. You're acting up. You're drinking yeah. too much. You have a problem. Our son is a problem right now. Our daughter's in school having a problem. Like we need to leave. Like this isn't good situation." In the he, beginning, yes, yeah, she was like, like no. from the start, and even he, I mean, not to spoil too much, but um you know once he's had enough with everything that's going on in the house he he ends up leaving yeah like he says you know i've had enough i'm done which shocked me in the movie you usually don't see that a lot usually something horrific happens before they get that opportunity to just right you you, you get murdered before you can leave but that's the thing about this movie that i like is it's it almost has like a a truth true element to it to where if most of us if we're getting spooked out to an extent that he was we're, we're out yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this movie had that. It, it it made sense. You know what I mean? Like most horror movies, like like okay, turn on the light. What are you doing? Yeah. He his power goes out in his house, so he turns on his camera phone flashlight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like realistic. It, it's, it's realistic. Like he mm-hmm. does things that we would do in real life. And that's and, what makes it scary. And that's what makes yeah. it scary. And without spoiling, the scene that sends him over the edge is terrifying. Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's terrifying. And he would do what any normal person does. <laughs> Get in the car. Get in the car. Get yeah. your shit. Get in the car. We're out. Because if that happened to any of us, fucking done. We're yeah. out. That, <laughs> that shit was wild. Yeah. I suggest go back and watch it. We won't give much more away. Um, especially, you know, we're doing it because the month of October, we're going to stick with the theme. So, you know, for the following movies, we're going to have to some polls out there again and kind of get your take and your feedback so we can uh, uh, review some more movies for the Halloween kind of theme. Yeah, no, I mean, Sinister, like I said, it was it's in that new wave of the horror movies that some of them have been very bad and some of them have been very good. And I think Sinister is definitely at the top, in my opinion, because we talked about the story was was very well done. The acting was very well done. And like I said, we're trying to figure this stuff out. And it's got one of the one of the best stories and one of the best kind of supernatural elements to it that I've seen in a movie. Like when they say the bad guy's name i'm not going to say his name but it literally gives me chills when i yeah. see him and i see the videos i literally the hair on my neck literally pops I, up i watched it today first time yeah best scary movie i've seen in a long time while also having my hair on the back <laughs> of my neck my arms straight out i cannot i'm not okay yeah <laughs> so it gives you that that creepy element as well mm-hmm. as being a great movie yeah I loved it. The other good part about that movie too is Ethan Hawke, like he wants to figure this out so, so bad, bad yeah. because he's been so shattered by his last two books. Yes. Like I think even one of the sheriffs told him early on, like you break. ruined it. 
like your last book, you literally accuse somebody of doing a murder that didn't do it. Yeah, like you kind right. of fucked it up. But his first one was so good. So he's he's had a bad turn, obviously. So he needs this book to be successful. Like there's one point where he's looking at his his number one book, Kentucky Blood, and mm-hmm. it's like kind of staring at him in the face. And he's kind of like, I literally need this. Yeah, like right. this is what I need to do. So um, his determination is awesome. But he does kind of lose it and kind of gets into like a mental state. It does. So um, go on, go watch it. It's, it's on. A good yeah, movie. it's it kind of teeters on and off from netflix it was on it a week ago it kind of went off it today for some reason yeah only sinister was 2 is on so, it, but i watched it on prime i watched it on prime yeah today. so that's my other point they did come out the sequel to it um i would not recommend sinister 2 um it was that. a very poor very bad movie in my opinion um didn't really continue the storyline as well as they definitely should have or could have um but sinister 1 is phenomenal so um moving forward into the halloween and um, kind of the new age versus old school movies that I want to talk about with you guys is Sinister. Like I said, it's the new age movie. You know what I mean? It's got um, some really newer, advanced elements to the movie that I really enjoyed. And then I just want to talk about the differences from the old school to the new school and why I dislike a lot of the new ones that come out now. The new ones, in my opinion, are way too CGI, in my opinion. Okay. So there's way too much of they set up really good scenes and then they ruin it with cheesy, overdone CGI. And it is one of my biggest examples of this. The new it's there for the most part, in my opinion, I enjoyed the movies, but there are certain scenes and like elements got a little too much. Yeah. Like, the yeah, end, like, movie. like, why is yeah, yeah. he like a spider with eight legs all of a sudden? Right. You know what Huge. I mean? It's just too much. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's my point. So like in it one, they're scaring the shit out of kids. Like it's, it totally makes sense. You know, there's a clown that eats people every 20 something years, but they set up a scary moment to where the the mom in the picture turns into him, it, and then all of a sudden he is as big as the garage and in your face. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not scary to it's me. It's not believable. That's It's why. not yeah. believable and it's not scary to me. And I think where the older movies did a very good job back in the day was it was actual people, you know, dressed up as the scary person or the villain or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And that is way more believable. And I kind of want to get – I hope – I'm hoping – you know, horror movies in the future can kind of get back to that. I right. don't know if you guys agree or disagree. But I, I just I, not, I'm not a horror movie guy, so yeah. I haven't seen enough to really comment on that. I I'm not either. I hate you know scary horror movies. My wife loves them, mm-hmm. so I'm obviously get pulled into a lot of movies, watching a lot of movies. It included Halloween, all those movies, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They can ruin, absolutely ruin a great movie doing something like that because yeah. then it, like Cody said, it's just. It's not believable. It kind of gets too much. Yeah. Like you're doing too much. When I think what's sinister. When the, yeah, when the movie's already scary. When What Sinister did a great job, and I mentioned on earlier, it was very subtle in how scary the things were coming at you were. Like um, it, it didn't do anything over the top that was just going to like be in my face and just didn't make sense. Yeah. It was very subtle. And that's where I think some of the better horror movies are doing a good job of right now. And what I thought some of the ones back then they did a good job of too. Like, just stick to what the great storyline is. Like, personally, my favorite old school um, horror movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street. That scared the shit out of me. The fact that I could not go to sleep or I'm going to die is terrifying. terrifying. Like, that in itself is a great plot for a movie. Someone that is going to kill me in my sleep if I go to sleep. You know what I mean? Obviously, that's another movie I would love to review. Johnny Depp back in the day. Um, just a great Freddy Krueger, you know, another uh, famous slash in the day. But I just think that concept, it just, it's more believable. It's not exactly believable that someone's going to kill me in my sleep. Yeah. But it's a terrifying plot that just works mm-hmm. to where nowadays we're doing way too much with the CGI. Like 
the paranormal activities, in my opinion, were very subtle. The first one, it's like they're filming their house because they think things are spooky. So then they kind of set up some cameras. They want to see what's going on at night. So little little things begin to happen. You know what I mean? It's not exactly yeah. like a ghost is jumping out at me on this camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of where I... No, I agree with you. I, I like the subtleness. Well, the good news is we're going to stick with this theme for the rest of the month. So mm-hmm. we're going to have you know our fans be able to come like vote in maybe some of those old school movies for us to watch and kind of you know compare to you know the newer school and we're still older one so we'll, we'll we'll put that question out and give it to the fans yeah like i said keep keep uh the attention on instagram obviously we had some really good movie suggestions that weren't that we weren't able to mention unfortunately but this one did win this last one but i definitely want to get into some more categories we might go um best slasher movie Maybe um, best storyline, you know, best supernatural, yeah. best exorcism movie, you know, definitely a different mix. We have another three or four weeks worth of Halloween for um, for Tuesday podcast. So really excited. Appreciate all the fan interaction, and everything that goes along with it. So keep it up. All right. So that's the movie review with Kay Moore, Film Doctor. Um, like I said, we're going to stick with that theme with the Halloween movies. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we still have some shirts left. I wore the shirt in Vegas on the tables and it was hot. So the shirts are <laughs> hot on the table. So. Get a shirt, follow on Instagram, um, like and subscribe for us, um, and continue to uh, interact with us. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back.